This week on Take Off Your Pants and Podcast. This could be a musical, this album. Just yesterday, it almost seemed like such a dream. <laughs> we continue our ongoing retrospective series with a look back at Blink-182's 1997 album, Dude Ranch. I remember like playing Dude Ranch for people, like the people that don't, wouldn't give two shits, like girls and stuff, like, oh man, look at this part right here, oh, yeah. People that wouldn't normally give a shit, you know, like fucking <laughs> girls and shit. <laughs> Happy birthday, Dude Ranch. Take your pants off. Hello and welcome to Take Off Your Pants and Podcast. I'm Mike. I'm Ryan. And I'm back. You are back officially. It's been a while since I've podcasted. I feel like uh, like rusty, like get the kinks out. Yeah, like waking, like a Dark Souls boss <laughs> coming to life. Uh, yeah, that's. It's good to be back, though. It's cool. Well, welcome back. Thank you. Finally Thank getting you. this, getting some some podcasting in. Yeah, it's about damn time. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah. so I've I went to Norway. Mm-hmm. Um, if you didn't hear, uh, saw the land of the Vikings and black metal and Fuck yeah, uh, like a really well functioning society in general. <laughs> it seems like they got over there. So just like what's that song? <laughs> what, what, what famous uh, you know classical song is that? <laughs> yeah, what is that? <laughs> Just with the butterflies and rainbows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, basically. That's what it, I think that's their national anthem. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, it was well, really nice. Uh, really good food and good good people, good music. And yeah, it was fun fuck times. Yeah. Fun times. That's awesome. Well, I'm glad you're back and getting down to some pod, p- 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 podcasting about blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I, I, would, be, I would be remiss if, uh, you know, I'm sure uh, everyone probably saw my Instagram post on our, our was it 182 182 podcast yeah, is our Instagram podcast, handle. Yeah. Uh, but the Airbnb that I stayed at in Oslo had some DVDs oh, yeah. in the bedroom. And I like immediately when I walked into the bedroom, I just like zeroed in on these two. <laughs> I, I swear to God, it was instant. Like I just dropped my bags and I was like, oh my God. And I walked over. <laughs> How far away was it? it was like just like uh, across the room? Like five feet. Oh, okay. I or, maybe... Well, excuse me, two and a half meters. <laughs> I just thought maybe it was like across the room, like. Like you just zoomed in, like yeah, it was like a mini zoom. Uh, but uh, yeah, and uh, it was the Urethra Chronicles and like some bootleg on DVD and whatever well, the bootleg. Thought it was a bootleg. Well, I think it was at one point. There just wasn't anything in the label. That's bummer. Um, but it was it, just like a cool someone like with like a sharpie made like a label. Yeah, yet. maybe they made their like fan cover for urethra chronicles or something like for the second one yeah but either yeah. that or like the, yeah they had like burned offline or like um what if it was like some rare yeah like a, of like, like a show if it was even if it was just like their shitty concert that they filmed when they played like a show in oslo or something. yeah 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 that would have been amazing if ever played did you check the dvd player uh i didn't check the dvd player it was, it was probably in, in the, the dvd, DVD player, player. <laughs> I gotta go back. I know you fucked up. You should have checked the DVD player. We gotta go back. Or maybe you should have just checked all the DVDs. Maybe it was in another one. I should have checked all of the that that would have been the reasonable response. Is like my dad's like, hey, are you still gonna join me for seeing (laughs) Oslo? Hold on, Dad. I need to find out where this bootleg blink DVD is. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, like uh, pretty quick at like opening DVDs and closing them. I worked at Hollywood Video for many years, and so it's like. Yeah, I don't have that. I didn't. I don't have that superpower. Like at Hollywood Video, you'd be surprised. A lot of people leave the. They don't bring the movies. You know, I, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> I'm wondering me one bit. I don't think we had there any Blink stuff at Hollywood Video. So we had concert DVDs and stuff, but in VHSs, but yeah, I don't remember if we had any Blink 182 stuff. It's hard to stock the urethricon, it's a, stolen too uh, much, usually. Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> something like that would be really be stolen, uh, find it ripped <laughs> apart in the back, yeah. But yeah, that's cool. I would, I that's a bummer. You should have just took it, yeah, <laughs> the case, yeah. a, and left, like maybe like left a note, like I'm the like, huge Blink fan, I needed to have this as a keepsake, yeah. But I assume whoever like lives in that place is also a huge blink fan and probably enjoys having it you know like they no probably one get a, they that. probably get a kick out of it of having some you know uh like an american american <laughs> how of charming <laughs> uh, yeah but don't worry i know you're not a real blink fan i am <laughs> Yeah, totally. America! <laughs> they just think they can watch in here. Steal and shit everywhere. Uh, well, on that note, uh, <laughs> now that I'm back, uh, it's time to get down to roll up the sleeves and get down to blinkness, blink, blink. Just like what's been happening in the blink world since uh, been Stuff gone. has been happening. Big things. <laughs> uh, there's a new song in progress uh, with our boy Mark Hoppus. And our, I guess, boy Mike Shinoda. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> I was like, "What song?" <laughs> yeah, they. Uh, I don't know if they finished it or not, but no, um, I yeah, doubt it. Yeah, I don't think so. There was a, a keynote that was. Yeah, what done. was it for? Uh, gosh, I I'm still not sure exactly what it was for. Uh, but the the premise of the keynote was uh, have it was just with this woman. She was like, okay, like she kind of talked about the creative process and stuff. And the idea was to have like a a seminar about songwriting and and how it works. So she called up uh, <laughs> supr- like special guest Mark Hoppus and Mike Shinoda of Lincoln Park. And the idea is that oh, they're gonna write a song together on stage. Yeah. Um, Mike Shinoda on keyboards and laptop, and <laughs> uh, Mark on a guitar and uh, a piece of paper writing lyrics. A microphone. A microphone. <laughs> Two turntables. Yeah, and if a you didn't see this, check it out on YouTube. It's kind of funny and kind of weird. It's definitely cr- kind of cringy, kind of weird. Yeah, it's awkward. Yeah, and awkward. It, and just like I was thinking about it, and like I feel like to write music. Um, you know, speaking is somewhat, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but no, like I feel like to write music or to make any like kind of art, you really gotta be okay with failing. That's like inherent to the creative process. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, in, in writing Enema of the State, I'm sure like they came up with a bunch of God awful sounds before mm-hmm. they honed in on what they would, the perfect, what it would be. And so it doesn't seem like they were really com- comfortable, like, doing that on stage. <laughs> well, yeah, it's kind of awkward and weird and stuff. Yeah, I totally relate, like, and I get that, why they wouldn't be. So there, that all right there just kind of made it, it seemed a little, like... Which I think it was kind of the idea, too, a little bit, but it was strange. It was, like, definitely, like, Mike kind of took it over a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, he immediately, like, they just start going, and he's, like... <laughs> So the first thing I like to do is come up with a little riff or something or a little melody. And he starts just playing like this, like, and then he he just like loops it. 
and it just doesn't forever just leaves it and it's just it's just it, that's the to me where i was like oh man this is that this is getting cringy is because we're just constantly like beat it, beat it, beat. and you know mark hoppus and like the host are, you know is trying to be like they're like yeah so like the oh when i'm trying to write a chorus you know beat it, beat it, beat. Uh, i'm trying to think about what's the song really being you know and it's beat it, beat. it was weird it was really weird yeah and then Mark's kind of just like dabbling on guitar and uh, singing something, you know? Yeah. It was kind of, it was interesting. I mean, I wish, uh, how, they only had like 30 minutes up on stage. Yeah. And I almost, I feel and like I'm, they went on it, they went into this with no plan. No. When they maybe should have like had They should have just spent plan. like 10 minutes to be like, hey, I'm Mark, I'm Mike. Like, I feel like they yeah, had, Maybe they should, they should have talked a little bit first about their stuff and then Yeah, just a it. rough idea. Um, yeah. I yeah, and I don't mean to dig on like Mike Shinoda. I don't like I don't know if I you know who to say I would have done anything better up there. And I get like being nervous, but yeah, it was a little like goofy, but it was <laughs> it was fun to watch. Like I, and there were some interesting things to learn about. I think like Mark Hoppus's songwriting process that I, I thought was interesting. And one is that he seems really comfortable with um, something Tom does. Is the like. Uh, just kind of sing gibberish words uh, as the melody and then kind of figure out your lyrics from there, Mm -hmm. which they, uh, I think it was Mike Shinoda um, referenced the story that like, Hey, Paul McCartney did that with yesterday. Mm -hmm. You know, that the the whole thing is that you started out as the melody and Paul would just sing scrambled eggs, Mm -hmm. you know, and then just like, yeah, yesterday. Yeah. 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 And it was, there was one little part too, where the, um, they're talking about bridges and uh the lady said something about like that they're is it yeah is the bridge over and yeah mark is just like no, no. <laughs> <laughs> and gives this like dissertation on the importance of a bridge which yeah, yeah, is yeah. so good because <laughs> uh you know as fans of this show will know uh, we really admire mark hoppus's bridge work yeah and so yeah <laughs> he, he builds a good as a, a mean ass bridge he builds it'll, a bridge it'll last forever and will never yeah. fall down someone's building bridges in america <laughs> and it's mark allen hoppus <laughs> yeah they uh it was interesting um I feel like something like that, if it was more thought out, would be really like cool and enlightening and stuff. And um, it was they cool. should have had a, they should like, have had a whole hour. It's Isn't worth watching. I think if you're uh, like a musician and you like Blink or you like Lincoln Park, it's probably fun to watch. And it's cool what they're trying to do. Like I and I thought the host was nice and everything. Like she was cool. Um, she had like a good energy, you know, as good an energy as you can have in that kind of scenario. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. It, it'd be nice to have like a 2.0 of that thing and have a little like the kinks. Yeah, they should have had a whole like you can't do a little like whenever the I used to film these uh, <laughs> seminar kind of things and there'd be shit like that. Be honest, like I think they yeah. even saw like a songwriter showing like a dude at a piano doing something like that. Oh wow! And uh, they have a, usually a full hour, you know, to to talk yeah. about half an hour. Um, but yeah, it was interesting. Uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy, but that was one of the little things that yeah. you should check out if you haven't um, in the Blink world. Yeah. Uh, also, um, uh, Blink's like just started tour- like another tour again in Europe. Yeah. So if you're in Europe and you see one of the shows, hit us, us up and let us how it went. Yeah, know? let us know. Uh, 182podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what you thought of the show? Yeah, because uh, it would be cool to see if, uh, I don't know, anything's different or anything, anything like that. Yeah. Or what your experience was like. It was a little more sophisticated. I mean, yeah, because we're a little spoiled. They, they tour here a lot. So, like, like um, 
our buddy Harvey was saying they don't come around there too often, you know. Yeah. And uh, it might have been a lot of people's first time seeing them, so it'd be cool to yeah. just like, what was it like? It's always fun to hear from first time blinkers. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there's another thing I stumbled upon recently, and I don't know if um, people know about this. I haven't seen it in the Blink Reddit or anything like that, but uh, it's really damn cool, and everyone should check it out. What is it, right? <laughs> so I was um, shamelessly Googling our podcast to see how like nice. we, we'd come up in the Blink nice. you know, thing. How are we doing? Are we doing I think we're doing all right. right. Yeah, all doing right. all right. Like, you know, looking up Blink-182 podcast. But I came across uh, a series of podcasts called The Ongoing History of New Music. And it's actually an old radio show that's in Canada. Um, 1991, I think. 93, I think. 93. It's been around since 93. And it's sort of like mini documentaries. And he mixes it with the, the songs, you know, like it may be like an episode about punk during a certain time and he does a little segment and they just recently started i guess you can i was reading all about it like you can find on torrents like you know backlogs of this stuff if you want to go find it it's there yeah it's named yeah it's on ongoing history of new music with alan cross but they just started this year posting podcast episodes so they're like mini versions of his show they don't have the full songs but they just have little snippets of them right uh you know for legal reasons but uh he did three whole episodes they're all half an hour long on blink 182 and it's the rise and fall and the and rise, rise of blink 182 nice. and it, it's like it was like it was basically what we set out to do with with our show yeah. originally in yeah a way. like the serious like, like npr version of and it's blink really well done yeah it's awesome. Yeah. Um, I've I've heard the first like two parts, I think, so far. Yeah, and it's like he does like the first part, like he starts off with like fly swatter stuff. Yeah, he he plays fly swatter. Yeah. And he's the, like, it's rough. <laughs> the sound. That was there. what you heard was a, is like, you know, and then he goes, it's like I got the chills when they like first they go through like all you know, Cheshire Cat and Dude Ranch, and then they get to like Enema and like I got the chills when like what's major again started yeah. playing with his like his uh voiceover over it yeah it was like i don't know why it was just like really cool serious finally yeah the sound was there <laughs> until this <laughs> it's just like and so then good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's like i guess and uh, i've heard a few of other uh, episodes of of his podcast and it's or his radio show and it's great just like yeah. really um kind of cool it history. definitely seems like the kind of thing with it's cool that has such a big backlog that it's just like if you're a fan of music or a band there's probably an episode out there for something yeah, yeah. Like. and it's like its whole thing is um it's not like i mean it goes back to old stuff but he'll like i was listening to uh when did punk start or something like that or how yeah. did punk start and he was going back to like stuff like television and take and uh talking heads and like nice. was playing that so it's like uh it's just like really really well done and he does a good thing he talks about you know blink's first breakup and he gets into like you know boxcar and angels and airwaves and plus 44 plays like little snippets of those songs and what they were doing differently and then gets into all the way till now um and it's pretty damn cool so i'll check that out too nice nice um well is there anything else you want to no, I think that's about news. I mean, speaking of history of Blink-182, this will be yeah, a good transition. Yeah, we're doing a little history of our own. <laughs> um, this is this is a pretty monumental episode, because we are going to be talking about Dude Ranch. Dude Ranch. It is 20 years old. Dude 
Is it really 20 years old? This week, it'll be 20 years old. This is the week? Yeah. Wow. Well, we can't have a beer with, with Dude Ranch yet, but we can buy it a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. well, or it can buy us mm-hmm. a pack of cigarettes. Hell yeah. And we can vote together. <laughs> they can go die in a war. <laughs> and we can go die <laughs> in a war together. Uh, yeah, so 20 years of Dude Ranch. Yeah, 20, 20, I mean, tw- I think the world is a better place in the last 20 years because, I mean, because I don't know if, the, the, I don't know if it ranch. is, but I think Dude Ranch has helped, you know, <laughs> but for Dude Ranch, the world would be certainly a worse place. Yeah. Do you, it, does that make you feel old at all, that that's 20 years old? No, because no? this was, and maybe this would be a great way to get into just sort of our first impressions with it. This wasn't one that um, I was... Y- I was too young to be a fan when this came out. Yeah. Uh, so the albums that like I was actively a fan of Blink and like anticipating the release of were Take Off Your Pants and Jacket on. Yeah. And those ones being older would make me feel old because mm-hmm. they seem like new to me. But Dude Ranch has always been like a, a little older. An, an, an old thing to me. You know, true, but 20, like, like 18 years, 19 years, that doesn't sound that old, but 20 20 years, 20 years, like, is old. Yeah. Uh, That is classic rock by now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's see, like, let's see, uh, Ryan in 2005, what would 20 years old be in 2005? Uh, That would have been 20 years would have been 85, right? So think of that kind of music in 1985. That's the equivalent to, like, high schoolers. That that do ranches to like modern day high schoolers. Yeah, um, man, that's that that, sounds, that makes it. Yeah, that sounds old. Uh, yeah, um, it's nuts. Like, so I guess we get into like our like when we first heard it. Uh, and Where the, were you <laughs> when you first heard? Well, my um, this is gonna be I don't know. Like, this might be kind of surprising. So the first time I heard songs, last week, yeah, <laughs> last week. <laughs> First time I heard songs on this, off this, was uh, on Mark Tom and Travis show, and I'm guessing that's was a lot of people's in first, myself in, included. Um, Mark Tom and Travis show was the first Blink like actual CD that I had the like real CD and not a burned copy of kind of thing. And I remember you know hearing like you know just Peggy Sue in there and Carousel and isn't like um, like Voyeur on there and like, there's a few other Untitled's, ones. Untitled, Untitled is on there. Um, yeah, there's a handful of. I them. mean, damn it. Yeah, and so like that was the first times I heard those songs and uh, loved them. Peggy Sue was on Cheshire though. Oh, that's right. Yeah, what am I thinking? Blah. You can cut that out. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Some fan unsubscribe. Like, any all the old Blink songs or the Blink songs before Anima, I heard for the first time on Mark Tom Travis show, and I think that's what they were kind of going for, to be honest, with that whole thing. Um, but I remember yeah, hearing those. And then I eventually bought Dude Ranch at uh, Bookman's, which is like a used place. Shout out to Bookman's. That place is great. Yeah. I bought it at Bookman's, and uh, which would have been probably my, um, it would have been junior high age, like probably late junior high. So this would have been 2002-ish, I would say, maybe. Like like what year, so Take Off Pants and Jacket came out. 2001. 2001. So this is probably about the same time as that, 2001-ish, 2002-ish. Um. I bought Dude Ranch and fi- like I think I had it originally as like a disc, but I never really got into it too hard, and eventually just got it. And I remember first like first listening to him on a CD player, like a Walkman CD player, or whatever. Yeah, and thinking the songs were uh, so slow. 
compared to the Mark Tom and Travis show. Oh wow! Isn't that in that like <laughs> like because they play a lot faster? And yeah. I remember thinking like, this is so slow. My to how my it first was. thought when I heard the Dude Ranch songs because ha- after hearing it from the Mark Tom and Travis as well for the first time is that oh wow there's a lot more like background harmonies and like oh yeah guitar parts and stuff yeah but I guess I wasn't like. That was one, that was my first instinct because I wasn't really like didn't know the roots of all that. Oh, stuff, I mean, I so. didn't. I wasn't. I, <laughs> I I didn't know anything about music either. But it's just um, for whatever reason that was like the big thing that stood out to me. But yeah, I mean, the, the, but they are noticeably slow. Yeah. So that was what I first remember hearing. It took me like a long time to kind of like like appreciate it. I was just like, fuck this. It's not as fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it's fast. Listening to it yeah, now, oh, I'm yeah. like, this is fucking fast. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> it's not fast <laughs> enough. Uh, so Garbage. <laughs> but uh, Dude Ranch, eventually, for me, um, I there was probably a time in my life, and it probably would have been like from like 2003 to 2005-ish or something like that. I would have said this was my favorite album, like ever. Of all time? Yeah, like at the time. Why? Why is this the best album ever? Because, uh, you know. 2005, Ryan. <laughs> Answer is answer is two thousand five Ryan. Um, get your hair in because Blink One Eight Two is my favorite band, and this is my favorite Blink One Eight Two album at that time. And it was like probably before Untitled dropped and everything like that. And even when Untitled, mm. I would say I was probably still my favorite, just because like it was so fast. Every song is like on the seat of your pants. Yeah, uh, I guess like. I think it's the heaviest Blink album. Yeah, I think that was maybe that's part of it because I was into like. You know, that was the time of, you know, scene and screamo kind of like thing. And I was just like, oh, yeah, fuck. Just, you know, there's yelling on here and it's fucking fast and solos and shit. Yeah. And like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> God, is lost. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I don't know. That's probably what it was. And um, I just had it. I, had a, I drove a truck, a little Toyota Tacoma, and it was like in that fucking truck for ever with my yeah. blink smiley face sticker on the back of it and it like going to work at the movie theater like that was just my shit you know like yeah i um so yeah i loved it it's it's i think it's slowly been like popping down the list of my favorite blink okay. albums uh I, we can get into that later but but at the time um it was my favorite and uh and it, it's it's a it sets a interesting place, and maybe it's just because of the like the subject matter of all the songs hit home. I would say more than like they're pretty much all breakup songs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> almost all of them. Well, I was trying to like because the past week we've been kind of listening to this. Uh, I mean, like making notes on like each song and stuff, and I'm I've been trying to, to like to hear your notes. Trying to like come up with like a theme of the album, like a, like a, like a concept. It's breakups, I know, but like a concept of the album is kind of like what I've been trying to go for, like a story right. kind right. of thing. Oh, okay. Trying to like put that into this. You're trying to shoehorn a story <laughs> into the arc of the songs. There's, I think there's an arc. I think oh, there is. okay, okay. Uh, well, <laughs> we'll get into your. That's first exciting times, to hear. Because I've, um, I've been like crazy. Yeah, let me tell you about my first time <laughs> with uh, Dude Ranch. It was. Um, oh yeah, one thing too. Sorry, I'm like I have like a drink in my hand. I'm like, <laughs> wait, 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 yeah, wait, yeah, you're holding your peach tea. <laughs> no, this is this is uh, Long Island. Oh, oh that is not Long Island. It's a uh, that has alcohol in it. No, no, no. It's a uh, uh, Arnold Palmer, but it's called Caddyshack because uh, Arizona iced tea has the I think the trademark on Arnold Palmer. But anyway. I guess I probably could have waited until after you said this, but like, I remember like playing Dude Rancher people, like, 
like and just like listen to this part. Yeah. Like it was like to people that don't, wouldn't give two shits. Like you know, like fr- like family friends that we grew up with, like girls and stuff. Like oh man, look at this part right here. Bah, yeah, like just like <laughs> people that wouldn't normally give a shit. You know, like fucking <laughs> girls and shit. <laughs> When you showed them things, did did that like change their minds on? Blink? No, is that uh, not at all? Yeah. <laughs> like it, I remember, like having this weird, like I don't know, this sounds so nerdy, like sort of go on, like date, not daydream, but like this thing of like playing enthused in like the like the high school battle the bands. Oh yeah, I like, know. Oh, this like, this is every single high school boys experience. <laughs> like you know like at Mesa High they had the um this is our high school. Uh they had like a little amphitheater outside yeah. where the battle of bands was yeah, like you I remember play like enthused, playing that. and you'd nail it on yeah, the guitar like, like, and every every person who's lead <laughs> one a date is like, "Oh my god." Like you nail it on the guitar and vocals. I never noticed Brian before, <laughs> but now that I see him doing this like for some reason that song was just like i don't know like blink yeah. hasn't, hasn't have anything else like that but we'll get we'll get into that later but yeah um but yeah it's a shit but what about you sorry <laughs> <laughs> wait there's another person here on this podcast <laughs> yeah uh so what about you <laughs> uh i <laughs> hello uh well i just think dude Rance is great um <laughs> i so i <laughs> i heard mark tom travis show first you know the songs and Dude Ranch is like the last one that I picked up by by Blink. Like I really, yeah. Like I Cheshire was my first, and then after that I got uh, Anima, then Mark Tom and Travis, and then Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. And I think it wasn't until uh, after Self Titled that I really? actually bought Dude Ranch. I had well, because like to, if to me, I had heard a lot of them through. Uh, the Mark Tom and Travis show. Mm-hmm. And I also had a, the singles on like various burned things. Mm-hmm. So there was only like a couple songs I didn't have. And I didn't have like tons of money as a kid, you know, like mm-hmm. I, CDs were a limited resource to get. And I had to get things like hybrid theory, you know, and, <laughs> and Jimmy Eat world albums. Hybrid theory was like, a like a whore in my neighborhood. It got like, it got pat, like would. burned and passed around the whole neighborhood. I think like burns of burns of burns. Yeah, there that, was one that hybrid. spread by the end, By the time like you got a copy of it, it was just like <laughs> decrepit. You could barely hear. Like make the whole neighborhood. There was one. There was one hybrid theory. I think. <laughs> oh wait, I was, Numb's the next album, right? Meteora. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I had that. By yeah. Then. But yeah, for hybrid theory, there was it was passed around like crazy to yeah. everybody's burning. People used to remember computers had two CD drives in them. You put the re- the real D- CD in the top, and then where's the, like the an old timey fiddle to go under you right now? <laughs> the burn one on the bottom, and then you had to burn one remember to the when other one. Computers had two CD drives. <laughs> hey, the first one, see, you put the CD in, but the second one. <laughs> CDR or CD minus R. See, a CD is what you just save your programs on, like your Encartas or your Word. (laughs) Yeah, that was the days. Those were the days. Well, uh, it was also the day of Dude Ranch. Um, 
an album which when I did pick up, I was a little surprised about because it sounded a little more dense than I was expecting. Mm. Um, I think years I've just been hearing, you know, these sparse live versions that uh, it was like, oh, there's like some more guitars going on and there's harmonies and stuff. And it just sounded a lot fuller mm-hmm. and um, something we'll get into heavier than I was expecting. Um, and it maybe it was because it was the last one I picked up, but it, I love it. I mean, I love it, but it, 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 um, it's the least of the kind of core blink albums that hits me like nostalgically or, um, in that way, which isn't at all, you know, a fault of the album, right? That's just where I listen to it. Mm -hmm. Um, that being said, like I've always really liked it Mm -hmm. and I think it is an interesting sound and I think it's an album that, um, Captured Blinket like a, a moment that it has since never really gone back to. It's another transitional album, like Take Off Your Pants and Jacket would be. Exactly, would yeah. Um, so with that being said, I do want to just go ahead and, and get into... Yeah, let's get... I mean, let's get into it. Yeah, so we. I, I kind of want to talk about like where the band was at okay. with Dude Ranch. So we've talked about Cheshire, you know, so if you, if you haven't... Right now, uh, pause and go back and listen to the six hours we talked about Cheshire, <laughs> and then come back. <laughs> six hours. Let me uh, see what episode title that is. Uh, but yeah, so while you're looking that up, um, so just kind of you know using that as a jumping off point. After Cheshire comes out, um, it is it seems like a surprise that it did pretty well. Yeah, and, and we kind of talked about in our Cheshire episode that it it kind of seemed like that was going to be their swan song. Mm-hmm. That and, was the fifteenth episode of the show. Oh yeah, episode fifteen. Yeah. Cheshire Cat. Uh yeah, but but it did well. Uh well enough that they attracted some major label attention and that created like the first like issue with Blink because it seemed like a lot of their fans were were in the punk stuff of the 90s where it's like don't fucking sell out man mm-hmm. and they very much were kind of opposed to that like tom there's a quote from tom where he talks about like hey the sex pistols sign a major label the class sign a major label the ramones sign a major label if it's okay for them to do it i think it's okay for us mm-hmm. and plus like the idea of selling out is bullshit and i totally agree with that yeah i think like i think selling out that's uh that idea of selling out is kind of uh, gone now, would you say? Like, mm. I think people are like realize that you know, I don't know. Like, think about like Chance the Rapper, like, he's like trying his hardest not to be signed by anybody and stay as an indie. Person. Is that do you think though? It's not the same thing, really, because yeah. I think he's, I, I he's, never got the vibe that he feel he would feel like doing that as like selling out. I feel like he's just trying to like do something by himself more, like. But but you know I mean yeah that might be a good point but I just think that it's it's a silly it's a very uh, Dan Deacon is a musician I like and and he talked in uh, Slate's Working Podcast which is a podcast about um, like that keynote we were talking about this creative process and he talks about his writing process and in it he talks about the idea of selling out and like I I very much agree with it and he's like it comes from a really like kind of like privileged douchey place like you gotta have some amount of money to be able to be like nah. Yeah, I don't want that. Like Mm -hmm. he's like, no, hold on. Like I, I'm gonna do that, and I'm gonna take that money. And even if it's not something I necessarily like, can 100 percent get behind. Like it can give me money and time to do other things. Well, I I think it's also the idea of changing your sound too is is the is more of the selling out. I think there, yeah, and I think there's an idea of like you don't want to completely lose what you are. Mm -hmm. You don't want to become like a, a. you know, like a puppet of, mm-hmm. of, you know, like if they're like, all right, well, take those instruments off you boys, you know, just posing for photos and, he, you know, we're going to do a Milli Vanilli thing, you know, like yeah. that's, 
that's awful, you know, and that's shitty. But I don't think that was a going to be a concern with Blink. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, there was like little talks about that with like take off your pants and jacket with like, you know, rock <laughs> show and first date and stuff. Yeah. Um, but the the spirit, I think, is still the same. Definitely. It, it's more, it's same, the guys, I mean, maybe under the covers that they're a little bit different, but they have always seemed like they, they never really changed. Yeah. So, well, so in that, and that kind of spirit and with that in the air, there was a, a little bit of tension between like, where are we going to go? Um, if we're going to sign to a major label, um, Scott was big on Epitaph and which is one of the labels that was courting him, which to me seemed like that that's the no brainer. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're blink, like if you know Epitaph, I think it was founded by, um, the no effects guy. Um, well, he has his own. He has like fat records. Oh, fat records. Stuff. Yeah, that's right. Um, but in any case, you know, it's it's a label that has like bad religion, rancid. I mean, like that really like SoCal punk scene. But they didn't go with that. They went with MCA. Um, and I, it sounds like Scott was not too big on that and didn't didn't like that MCA is like a label that had like pop acts and stuff like that. Um, and that that was a pretty big source of contention with him. Mm-hmm. And I think. Uh, it's, it's a, to talk about Scott too. It's something that I think we should talk about because I think that he had as much of a, uh, input on the sound that Blink has as Travis did around this time. Um, I, th- I think he had a, he was a really big into metal and, and harder punk music. Yeah. And I think that that influence is really strong here and, and not just in a way that Blink got soft after this i think they specifically got kind of hard for this album yeah a little and bit. I, I i attribute that to him mm-hmm. and it's kind of like relentless drumming like yeah, his yeah, drumming yeah. doesn't allow for much else mm-hmm. um and, and 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 that's in a positive way like i think his drumming is pretty great on yeah this. it's pretty solid it's almost uh what was the original drummer of the beatles <laughs> pete best pete best he's kind of like almost like the pete best but more like the Ringo star. Cause like Ringo like is servicing the song kind of thing. Yeah. He's and a very, and he very much has like that. Um, beat that Ringo is kind of famous, but just for like fast, yeah, like yeah. his, his beat on like, <laughs> damn it. You know, it's very much like a Ringo star. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. And so it's interesting to think of like the alternate universe where Scott stay in the band. If like where blink would be today, if they would be more like a bad religion type of, a. Uh, punk band like something a little bit more under the uh under the radar yeah type of thing um i yeah it's interesting um so aside from from scott um tom was really at that point just really into jimmy world apparently (laughs) um he so much so that based off of anyway they were only like one big album deep at this time it was just static prevails which was done by producer mark trombino wasn't that the year after this though uh no, Dude Ranch was ninety seven and Static Prevails was ninety six. Um yeah, yeah. So ba- it was based off of of Trimino's work on Static Prevails. You know, Tom was basically like, "Give me the, give me the Jimmy guy," <laughs> and uh, that was who they chose for their first. You know, this is gonna be their first major label ish album. Let's get our first like real you know producer bigger than just like the good producer in the scene. Like, let's bring out the the produ- record label guy. And, uh, so, so this album, um, static prevails, this first Jimmy album. Well, it's the second Jimmy album. It, so it's the, it's the second studio album, second Jimmy studio did. album. Okay. Uh, but they, how would you describe this sound? I mean, do you think it's similar to dude ranch? Um, I think knowing the ideas, like the same producer, it's one year apart. 
and maybe like blink in a way was like I want it to sound like this, I can totally see it. Yeah. Uh it's um you know jimmy world you never know, knows you know the middle and sweetness and stuff this is before this is that two albums before that yeah um in between they they did their untitled album which was clarity which is like the slow more melodic yeah. kind of like experimental well, they, they did clarity which is akin to blink's untitled album yeah clarity had a title <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and then so this was like their dude ranch or and or enema or now yeah it, it's more i guess it's more dude ranch than it is Enema of the state. Yeah. That would have been Bleed American. But so. <laughs> yeah, they did their Enema after their self title. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so I would yeah, say. Yeah, the future is take off your pants and jacket. That's perfect. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, which is, it, they, they flipped it. They flipped. Um, but uh, I would say, yeah, it's a lot more punky. It's a lot harder. Um, they have the dual vocalists kind of thing going on. Yeah. Is before they kind of settled on Jim Adkins as the singer. Yeah. And, 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 and just like that, that was something where you see when you say the dual vocalist, Mark and Tom do trading vocals in a bigger way in this album than they ever did before. Ever before. Yeah. And I think that that was a lot inspired, directly inspired by the static prevail stuff. Yeah. 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 Where it's kind of like, uh, and, and the dynamic of the straight guy to the crazy guy. Yeah. Like yeah. that voice, you know, and Jimmy, Jimmy had like the rock stuff. Oh no, that's Tom. Linton that had that yeah and then and then yeah. to complement that you had the crazy guy Jim he's like <laughs> you know and that was totally the vibe that um I don't know if they had really solidified that before in Blink I think that yeah, you really he, saw another, that in, like kind of dual vocal like, song before that like would I trying to think of one um they definitely both sang vocals on certain songs yeah but like together yeah as far as like the you didn't really have songs like um pathetic or emo before mm-hmm. i don't think um and 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 certainly not with like the contrast that those songs have yeah they kind of realize like that's a strength yeah. kind of thing is having these like two really distinct voices yeah and it seems like they kind of fi- like figured that out on dude ranch yeah so so yeah so they hired trombino um even as a reference to this they called one of their songs emo mm-hmm. um which they wanted to reference jimmy world i i saw um uh, a good quote about that um that was like while other pop punk bands would like deny like oh i'm not emo like fuck you we're not emo blink is like <laughs> blink is like it's so blink to just like we're gonna put our song called we, let's do like a jimmy song what should we call it like it's called emo <laughs> <laughs> yeah because fuck us right <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is the emo song like that was probably just like what it was you know like always is always written as like 80 song that was probably just like here's the emo song mm-hmm. you know like yeah it's called emo yeah that's it's really cool i mean um I love the connection of that, you know, because Jimmy's a huge connection for me is, you yeah. know, living down the street from where they started. So yeah, like, Jimmy World's a band that came from Mesa, Arizona, Yeah, uh, where you came from also. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, like, it's just like, I have, it's like a piece of Blink still is is somehow. Hugely influenced, I think. I Yeah, I mean, like, in, in kind of reading about this stuff, I, I don't think that it can be overstated, like, how how much of an influence that one album might have had on on Blink at this moment, especially Tom and his songwriting anyway. Yeah, and I think, I mean, it kind of changed from there, I think, to be something different, but, like, at least that one in particular. And even in Aretha Chronicles 1, like, he's listening off his favorite bands he's listening to right now, and he says Jimmy World. That was where I first heard, because, so I'm not, um, I went to high school in Arizona, but I didn't, I wasn't, like, born there, and I listened to Jimmy World before I moved there, and that was the reason. Is because he he was just listening off the bands he liked, and I was like Jimmy World. Okay, let me check them out. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, they've always they're like 
everybody's favorite band in Arizona. So <laughs> nice. Um, well, yeah. So with all, with all that kind of being taking place, they go into to do this thing. Yeah. Um, they, well, they did some seven inch singles after being signed. Um, they did the year came to conquer Uranus thing. And I think like a reissue of, um, wasting time or something like that. Um, so they, they well, it's like, funny cause you're, um, you have a little, uh, isn't it like wasting time on your little cassette or is that M&Ms on there? Uh, so I have a cassette single for all the small things mm-hmm. and it's backed with, I think, damn it. And M&Ms. I remember there's like wasting time on like something like, uh, that came out around this time. I think you're right. I have to see if I can find it, but yeah. Um, well, so yeah, in any case, they, they sat down to do it and they record Dude Ranch. Mm-hmm. Um, so you want to just start getting into some of these, yeah, the nitty like, So gritty... they did it pretty fast, right? Like they, this is a pretty, they record this album in a short period of time. Yeah. I think this was just, uh, let's see. I think it was just a few weeks. Um, they, they never really got into like the long recording times until their, uh, self titled, um, their self-titled stuff where they just basically like cave themselves out, hold themselves out in a, a house for a year. Yeah. Um, and then neighborhoods was the whole thing <laughs> <laughs> And California, I guess was a little bit of a return to the, the quicker. It was like two months or so. Yeah. So yeah, um, let's, let's get into the, you know, I guess we'll go song by song. Yeah. So the first one's pathetic. And this is where we were talking about that, that trading off back and forth the vocals. It's a hell of an opener for energy. Yeah. You know, it's just like, it doesn't even have like a, I was just thinking that too. I said like, what other, I mean, Blink always has great openers for their tracks, but it's almost like a buildup. Yeah. But this one just goes like, yeah, it's almost like you, um, started the song in the middle of it. Like you missed something, (laughs) which is a pretty big difference when you think of like, uh, a stereotypical Tom DeLonge song now, you know, you have a massive intro. It's it's like the opposite of that. Yeah. It's, it's pretty fucking amazing. Like it's, I love it. Yeah. And you have, you have the vocals that Mark comes in with, that sound like, you know, the famous story that he blew out his vocals doing damn it. It sounds like these, these were done like in that same day or something. <laughs> Cause he has that like, no, pathetic. I'm doing it, yeah. yeah there's that, a lot like, of that raspy quality that he doesn't normally have. Mm-hmm. Um, and these lyrics that sound like they're written. I, I always assumed these were written by Tom cause he had that experience of being kicked out of school mm-hmm. and it sounds like that's what the song's about. Hmm. Um, do you, do you think it's really coming at it from two different perspectives per se? That could be, I haven't looked at the lyrics in a little bit, but so like I, we were talking about earlier that this album, like, <laughs> like I was trying to like fit like a story into this album right. or something or like the thing you're talking about, it's all breakup songs yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I think that, I think the Mark songs especially are all breakup yeah, songs. I think like this one, if I go with this, like, so I have this like idea that, uh, you know, these first, maybe the first like half of these songs are sort of like about, you know, the breakups, uh, as well as like, uh, you know, the problems with your parents. It's just like this whole thing of just like fucking everything sucks yeah. type of thing. Like the first part of this. Yeah. Um, and then it kind of gets to this point where there's a switch where like it starts getting like sad. Yeah. It, uh, it starts to be like self-aware a little bit. Yeah. And then you get to like, so you have like, you know, it kind of gets a little self-aware and a little more like sad, you know, like stuff like apple shampoo. Like maybe and, I'm the you know. asshole. Yeah. And then it gets <laughs> to the point where they start talking about, like uh fantasies 
where it's like I don't need women and I don't need this anymore. I'm just gonna. Be and that's where out. you go to voyeur. That's when you no no no. That that's that's this is all in that whole. Oh, thing. where's the fantasy part in this? This is when it, this is toward the end of the album when it gets into Josie and a new hope. Oh okay. And it kind of like eventually like he realizes like degenerate seems like a fantasy kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and then eventually it gets this point of like, uh, you know, like trying to like, you know, I'm sorry. And lemmings like lemmings, I'm not going to follow the, you into yeah. this, tr- this shit. I'm not going to follow you off the cliff. Yeah. Um, and like, you know what? I guess I'm sorry, you know, kind of thing. And like, I am the dick instead <laughs> of this situation. Yeah. That's interesting. Like, <laughs> like uh, like almost like a like the d- d- denial. Spot. I want to see like Josie. I want to see hope. your staged musical to this. <laughs> That'd be the craziest show because it'd just be like Ryan so Caldwell fast presents <laughs> Dude Ranch. Dude Ranch the musical. Yeah, so there'd Dude be like a point Ranch where it's like, <laughs> like yeah, like stuff like Josie and a New Hope and all that stuff where it's just like I don't need you. I have you know, I, but but it's I lonely. Star Wars. It's, it's loneliness though, like yeah. Josie and like a New Hope. Right. So uh, yeah. I think it's there's something there. I think with the order of the song, I think, I think that, this is a great track list. This song, yeah, this song. I think I think there's something to it, and I think it is a great track list. <laughs> uh, which is something. So Mark Hoppus is always the one who does these sequence. He sequences these. He does. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I always read that. Um, I'm trying to think yeah, now if, if I. Uh, I've just read throughout the years that he was the he's the one who who takes. The I lead feel in like sequencing. with this album that there's like, you know, Mark song, Tom song, Mark song. Tom song. Mark, and it kind of goes back and forth for a little while. And eventually it goes, Tom song, Tom song, Mark song, Mark song. And then it goes back to, you know, Tom song, Mark song. So it's like this thing where I think they almost were trading off, trading off, trading off. There's a point in the middle where there's two songs in a row with yeah. them. And then it goes back to the same thing. I, I have a feeling it was, it was set up like that. Hmm. Like yeah. The, there, there is a good trade off and there's a lot of songs where they, they both bring a lot of songs to the table, which isn't normally isn't always the case. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think their songs are both pretty different. Um, so this song being like, you know, they probably wrote it together. Mm-hmm. I think it sets a good tone. Um, for all the songs, I think. Like as far as like, you know, having them both being, uh, you know, in this song. And I yeah. feel like it almost has elements of the rest of the music on this album. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it, it does kind of set the stage. It would be, if you did a musical, this would make for a nice opener. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Then we get into Voyeur. Yeah. Um, and the interesting thing about Voyeur is they already did a song called Voyeur uh, in 93, but they didn't really release it. They put it on like a promo tape for Buddha, which that, well, or they maybe not did. I don't know if you know much about but the the whole history with that release is a little, it's a whole story in of itself. Maybe yeah. like illicit, and like stolen <laughs> stuff or something. Huh. Um, so I showed you today the version. Mm-hmm. Um what do you think of that? Oh, pretty cool. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's nothing like this, but no. it's the same subject matter, interestingly. About all those homicides 
he must have just been floating around like, I want to write a song about this. And I always thought called this the George McFly song. Because you, this one you called the 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 real one. You yeah, the real the, one. Yeah, the George McFly song. Yeah. Why why George McFly? <laughs> because in the beginning of Back to the Future, he's up in the tree with the binoculars, looking at the rain through the window, and he's and then freaking uh, Marty's down there and goes, "He's a peeping Tom." Yeah, and which then, is what the song is about. And then that's when George is supposed to fall down and get hit by the car and get brought into the house and then fall in love with his future wife. But instead, Marty gets hit by the car and get and then it's like <laughs> whole chain reaction butterfly effect. Wow! Let's just talk about Back to the Future. What a great movie! <laughs> Back that to is. the Future. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's how Marty McFly invented rock and roll. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that, kids, is how Marty McFly. Inv- yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, what, yeah, what are your thoughts on this song? I think that the lyrics are like a little, okay, so that's like a little weird to go back to because it is a little like it's a joke song, but it's like. Kind of, yeah. There's a couple of these on here that <laughs> it's like, like is a, this a, would you consider this a joke song? Like this. And, I, I think it's a joke song, yeah. Um, it which, seems like a lot of Mark Tom songs on this album are, are joke songs. Uh, I think this is really the only joke song I'd say. What about besides, Degenerate? De, I was going to say besides Degenerate. Um, <laughs> and that's that's a third of Tom's songs on this, you know, right there. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So it is, although you do have like one of my favorite Mark moments. Um, and this is, Bass you know, solo. That's pretty good. But, but, uh, I prefer the, um, well, because you normally have Tom like screaming in the background, and this is one of the few songs you get to have Mark doing that. So, like Tom's oh, yeah. going, and in the background, Mark is like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, like, which you that. never normally hear Mark do. That's that my kind of favorite. Thing. I have that written down here. Is one of my favorite moments. And Was that- when Mark yells one, two, three, four. <laughs> It just that that like one of, no that's that's one of my my favorite moments yeah like yeah. That's, it's awesome. that shit on this stuff there's a little bit of um you know just like rough on the edges type shit it's another and it's it's kind of the first two um where you start to get into just like really metal sounding riffs where you have like dun 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 it's with like those drum the drum beat with this kind of like a thrash drum beat to it uh you know just put it in a minor key and it's a metal song a metallica song you know if you just and dun, 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 you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it has like, yeah, there's a lot of these moments in the album where like that I miss of just sort of um rocking out instrumentals, and not even it has to be rocking out, but there's a lot of like stretches of just like music only, yeah, especially and, in the Tom songs, mm-hmm. where I think that he had a kind of writing style uh at this time that um he 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 uh, hasn't really done since, and I don't think really he, he did a little bit in, in Cheshire, but he wasn't really like writing songs so much as smashing together riffs and melodies in in these like weird things that that were like you know Mark is doing the songs on this yeah. album. <laughs> yeah. Mark is doing "Damn It" and Josie, but Tom is doing these things like enthused and boring and degenerate, which are just like what the fuck is like this is like burst of like energy in the sky riffing things and then like mm-hmm. 
getting out, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it changes a lot. Like the songs have like, you know, these slow parts and then crazy fast yeah. and slow again. And it's, it's, I, I think like some of my favorite writing that Tom, Tom oh, did. Yeah. I, I think though it's on the flip side. I, I think that sometimes that's that the style tends to result in like some, some, some songs that are just like not, uh, focus that well, or mm. some, some do kind of seem like meandering a bit. Whereas like, uh, all the small things is like a tight ass song, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but it, it's, it's a really interesting style he had. And I think it lends itself to his playing style of, of just these energetic riffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Like, uh, yeah, I love the end of the song is one of my favorite things. I think with the bass solo, and it's like, bah, it's like nuts. Bah, 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 bah. It's, it's some of the most just like straight, um, punk, like, Blink has ever been. I mean, yeah, it's like intense and fucking yeah. It's it's loud and it's so full, but you can hear everything going on. And um, yeah, it doesn't quite have like a polish to it, but it does. It's like a really well crafted thing. It's not like a like. It's really funny. It's a second song. Too. Yeah, it's kind of skipping ahead a little bit, but like you, um, I was the uh, listening to. I'm sorry, which is like the last song in here, right? Yeah. Um, and it has like that little ring out kind of like dog whistle thing yeah. at the end, whatever the hell they're doing. <laughs> kind of just rings out for a yeah. while. Yeah. And then like I was listening to that song, and I put uh, dump weed on right after it, uh-huh. kind of thing, and just it like, matches the- right up, bro. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it syncs up with Back to the Future perfectly. <laughs> no, but like um, Dude Ranch in Back to the Future, it's so good. And yeah, especially when you go to the future, that's when Dumpweed starts. Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, I was just saying, like, um, just like the difference in it, kind of thing. But at the same time, it kind of works. Yeah. I, well, I'll, I'll wait till we get into this craziness. Yeah. I'm, I'm all right. So on. after Voyeur, we're just hit right again with. I mean, this is the riff. This right? is the song. This is the, this is, this is what is, changed Blink One Eighty Two. Right there here. is an argument to be made. This is the best Blink song ever written. Yeah. Which I think we would say that about wasting time, but I think we're kind of on the outs of that. This is one I think a lot of people would say this is their favorite Blink song. Yeah, I think so. Uh, people that don't even know this is Blink Wayne too probably would uh, say like this is their favorite like one of their favorite songs. Ryan, may I have the floor uh, for the <laughs> to tell you why I think this is such a great ass song? Sure, uh, it's everything. It's everything you want in a song ass song uh, for what it is. Right, like pop punk as a genre is about it's about to explode. <laughs> In the mid '90s, pop punk was poised on a precipice, ready to jump. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, damn it, like a wrecking ball. No, uh, <laughs> like the genre of pop punk. I think what if you're gonna smash a kind of feeling to it is is it has an adolescent feeling to it, and it's kind of like does a good job capturing the over dramatic and energetic feelings of growing up in that mm-hmm. time. So right now, like having a song about that and in that genre, great. It's yeah. gonna it's recipe for success. Mm-hmm. You, and then you introduce one of the one of the coolest things about a pop punk song is a riff. Uh, so you introduce, okay, how how's this song's riff doing? It's the riff. 
Like this is this is one of the most iconic riffs of rock and roll. This is like fucking smoke in the water. For, if you're gonna make for a, the 90s. if you're gonna make a respectable list of iconic rock riffs, uh, that's like top twenty five. It, it has to be on there. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Like on, no matter where you're publishing that list, <laughs> <laughs> like it's one everyone knows. It's yeah. one of the things. If you play guitar, it's one of the first, first things you. Learn. You might hate Blink One Eighty Two, but you learned. You might be like the biggest metalhead ever and thinks Blink One Eighty Two is just garbage. You one of the first things you learned was, damn it, yeah. on, the, on the guitar, mm-hmm. I, you know. Um, so you got that. Uh, you got the lyrics, which are not only the subject matter, like is that a good mark, but they execute well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's broad enough that I think a lot of people can relate, which is, I think one of the problems pop punk has is sometimes it can be very specific and have like a very nursery rhymes on steroids. (laughs) (laughs) And the melody is great. Like it's, and and the melody is just infectious as hell. I mean, it, it gets, it's pretty relentless and it just kind of gets quiet for the bridge, you know, only to give some contrast at the end and just has that little like Susan of like a organ at the end. And that's it. That's everything else is just guitar drums. It doesn't really get, they don't even switch the guitars to a clean sound. They introduce <laughs> some like a quiet acoustic guitars in the bridge, but that's it. Yeah. And also, um, the, you know, it was the birth of the, the take your pants off. Like, thing. yeah. Our podcast is, <laughs> well, you never take off your pants and jacket. Yeah, but too, this but is like, but this, this is started it. to take off your pants. Like, this brand. is the first time I heard this song was on, you know, well, I, I probably had heard it before, like on a Napster mix or something. Yeah. But like, take your pants off. Like, everyone yells at at the shows before they, <laughs> you know, that the fucking rest of the band comes in. Um, I wonder why Tom said that originally. Like Maybe it, was, it just fit well. Yeah, it just did. It was just what you had to say. Take your pants off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, okay, one thing, another question too. Yeah. If we're talking about this intro, there's the album version mm-hmm. where it... There's uh, like a drum roll? That's not the album one. That's the... Oh, that's like the... The single has the drum roll? The single has a drum roll. Oh, okay. And that's on also the greatest hits version of the album. Yeah. Uh, what do you prefer, the drum roll or the not drum? Roll? The album version is like the one that I like. Yeah, no drum roll. Yeah, it just needs to <laughs> like it just explode into it. <laughs> yeah. So the drum roll, like I'm wondering, like the, and that version, I remember someone like telling me, and I don't think it's true that like it was Travis re-recorded the drums or something mm. like that on. On uh, the single version or like the I wonder greatest if, hits version? In my mind, I would just think it's like uh, radio people would be like, we don't want people to turn it up really oh, loud. Oh, that's a good point. And that's just the guitar. Yeah, that's a, that's probably it because it does get a lot louder right there. If yeah. it, I think you're right. I think it's the, just the radio thing. <laughs> Which is a silly reason. But you're right. It's not. But the thing is, is turning it up, I guess they don't want to turn it down is what it is because... Uh-huh. Uh, which um, our guest in the last episode, or my guest in the last episode, Eric said that part of Nielsen or Neeson ratings is if you're turning up the song, really, like it reads that. How would they in, know? In the radio, I don't know. Fucking Russia. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> All right, yeah. Well, there you have it. I don't know. They, it, it does. It's also the same thing with your TV. It really. I mean, if you're watching broadcast TV, it knows when huh. you're turning it up. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't know. Well, uh, <laughs> I, there's something in your radio and in your bot and your TV that like yeah. works with the, uh, I don't know that whole thing. Uh, well, uh, on the radio, this song was a lot. This was like the first song from Blink that kind of put this 
pretty much put them on the map. Yeah, I mean, there's like stuff like M and M's kind of probably floated around, like like late night, you know, punk yeah. shows. Like there was Scott, the Scott Punk Show in Phoenix was um, like a huge thing. It was on like a 10 p.m. at oh, night, wow. and it was called the Scott Punk Show because Scott Punk's just huge in Arizona, like you know, Sublime type shit. But uh, they still played like Blink and yeah stuff, and they definitely overlap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was like they probably played stuff like you know M and M's and stuff before that. But then, damn, it was just like actually people were like, oh yeah, song. Yeah, it's a song. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> so, what do you think about Damn It, Ryan? Um, it's great. It holds up more than anything. Um, it'd be I think it'd be amazing to see Blink play it first live like play have it be the first song they play i know it's always their ending that thing. would be a really cool way to start a song i or start the show or start a show yeah yeah i think so too just to like mix it up a little bit it'd be funny too to have matt out there first yeah yeah, yeah. just like matt walk out there <laughs> <laughs> just a black like black with the spotlight yeah, on just matt <laughs> like, like that would around. be cool and then the whole curtain falls down i think that would be an interesting way to maybe you could have the drum roll so you could have travis appear for the drum roll <laughs> And then Mark when he starts singing, you and know, the, and then the fuck come up. Fuck. You know. I don't know. Like, it'd be an interesting way. So I think it's uh it's a great song. I think it's it's pretty timeless. I think it's gonna go down as probably one of the most timeless blink songs. It's gonna be on the classic rock radio stations for sure. I think it is one that will be in the Indel like already you hear like all the small things on like not classic rock, but like you know, the 80s, 90s, and beyond. And it's like, yeah. oh, play on there. But I don't know. This is just one I think that is, um, I think anybody could appreciate and people still do. It's yeah. Great. Yeah. Uh, well, it's interesting that after this is such a not song ass song, boring. I mean, this is the first, <laughs> Voyeur is like a little bit of a joke song, but I think boring is the first song of the ilk that I was referencing earlier with these like bizarre riffs and things smashed together that Tom was kind of doing at this time, which isn't really a very Jimmy Eat World at all. We should say, for all the talk of it being similar to the sound of Static Prevails, um, it is pretty different. Uh, Jimmy is a lot more serious, for lack of a better word, than than Blink is, and a little bit more experimental. Mm -hmm. And I think part of the appeal of Blink is they're like, they're not as good at their instruments, you know, <laughs> and they're a little bit more like everyday person kind of yeah. in, in their attitude, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, so anyway, so, so the song boring, I mean, this is also one of the most metal blink gets. I, yeah. I kind of hear that. It sounds like almost like a Cheshire cat song. Like, I feel like it could have been on Cheshire Cat, but maybe it's a little bit more. I think it's, you know, maybe songs like Fentuzler or whatever, similar. I think just like lyric wise and maybe just the way it's sung, you know, like. I do like, I've always liked, so the lyrics uh, are, you know, kind of being bored with the shitty relationship. Mm -hmm. And I like that when he sings this, he, he has plenty of energy, but he has like a kind of like monotonous bored tone. All right. (laughs) All right. All I've got is lies. No, (laughs) dries. Boring. Yeah, all right's a good yeah. way to end a chorus. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Would that yeah. be a part you showed people? Oh, Listen yeah. to this right here. <laughs> yeah. Look over at you, you're just like, <laughs> rocking out. <laughs> and they're just staring at me like, uh, wide eyed. No one, fucking nerd. No one was ever there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I would have these this imaginary. This is what I would do if someone <laughs> someone was in the car with me, and instead I'm just by myself, yeah, jamming. No, I think this. Is, this is, I remember the, 
uh, I think driving to school, realizing this song was like short as fuck. Like, I don't know like why, like it was like one, I realized like, man, that's a quick song. Yeah. Like I, like it took me a long time to fi- like realize that one minute and 42 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's pretty crazy too. Like the, the stuff it goes through and, and again, like the intensity it has, um, just like the riffs again, like are these kind of like pretty intense, you know, if it weren't for the singing, you could see this being like a, like a metal or a, a more intense, like punk song. Yeah. It is pretty, it's, it's pretty intense. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> it's almost like a, it'd be interesting to, um, take like some of these songs and do like, like, like have like a punk guy, like a real like punk dude, like try to write songs to it and see what it would sound like. Like, uh, write like lyrics over it and like, like just take the music, but yeah, have like yeah, a guy, yeah. like, uh, like the guy from like off or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, something weird like that. Don't no trust her. Yeah, and just see what it comes All up with. Oh, my God, it's lost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Boring. Yeah, I'm wondering what it would be like, you know. But then you get into that. That's like, you know, straight up. Like, that That sounds like Blink to me. Like yeah, that part and then you have, again, that that like kind of oompompa. We were talking earlier about Scott having this kind of like oompompa Ringo star mm-hmm. um, sound. That right there, you know, where it's like, he comes in there, it's like, boom, da and That's then it totally goes, like and then it goes beat. back to, but then after that, we have like a like a like a freaking sketch in the in after this song. No, isn't it after this one? Yeah, yeah. Like, what's their thoughts on like the the hip hop s sketches? In the, I don't in really see songs. it as like a <laughs> them. They're drawing on the hip hop influence of the the hip hop album having a lot of sketches. I think this is is just further from Cheshire. There was a lot of like wide eyed like we have a studio and studios have sound effects and we're gonna just do some things now that we're here. And I think this is a little. So bit they more had just them. like a sound effect of like a dude making out with a horse or whatever. That's what, my thoughts is they had like. To me, that's what all of their stuff has sounded like. Like <laughs> the whole album sounds like a girl making out of horse. <laughs> no, their their whole like uh, sketch thing they did in Cheshire and Dude Ranch. To me, I just assumed it was because they had sound effects. <laughs> and yeah, I assumed they had like a sound effect of like a horse maybe. And so they just like like oh, what can we do with that? I had a girlfriend go. Mm, mm. Oh, I thought that was one of them. I always assumed that was a guy making. Oh, those maybe. Sounds. Yeah. Like mm. it sounds like a woman to me, but maybe yeah. you're right. <laughs> maybe they like sped up the tape a little bit. What to- woman's gonna be hanging out with them <laughs> he's probably right it probably was one of them yeah that's a good question to ask on uh because <laughs> people like, who made the kissy sounds on yeah <laughs> that'd be a good question to ask mark and like when he's live on instagram next time yeah that's a good one yeah never to do that uh so yeah i i don't think they're like particularly like funny now but i enjoyed them at the time and uh, I, you know, it's it, it adds to the charming term. Like it, it, they're never that long on this album, so they well, it's just like quick little things at the end of the tracks. Like, oh, what? It'll clear up. Doc says I got some money for it. Doc says non infections be gone in a week. And like, yeah, it's just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So they they don't become like long enough to be distracting to me. No, not at all. They're just like goofy little things. Um, uh, keeps with the I don't know the lightness of the album, I suppose. Yeah. And, uh, and I guess like and it's weird. dude it, ranch and there's a horse. Yeah, know, that there's probably just came of... out of that. I mean, <laughs> but it, it's interesting that it's so light because it goes into Dick Lips, which is probably like the most serious song. Would you say on the album? Um, like this is the one that's directly about 
Tom getting kicked out of high school, which seemed like he's this isn't that far removed from that time wise. So I imagine this is something that Tom has probably been thinking about writing a song, you know, about this material for a while. Mm-hmm. It's kind of vaguely referenced and pathetic, but this is like some pretty like direct lyrics and one of the first time I th- I think this is the kind of song that later became Stay Together for the Kids, you know, this like emotionally bra a very hyper specific song about Tom like looking back on kind of a shitty event in his life. I can see that. I kind of actually have written down here that this is sort of like an enema take off your pants and jacket song. This is like the birth of that. Interesting. So, so where do you kind of make that connection? Um, like songs like mutt or something like that, even though mutt doesn't really necessarily have like the lyrics of the same of this kind of thing, but like just the sound wise, I think I would say, um, uh, it's the first time in the album where besides the bridge and damn it, where it's not just balls to the wall. It's like, um, it starts out with kind of like pounding drums and fast bass, but it's like an acoustic guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think stuff like that and just has like this riff that kind of comes in and, um, I don't know why that's just kind of what came, comes to mind when I listen to yeah. the song. And, um, it's one that I have, like it's not one I go to as often as I probably would have back in the day, um, but this is one that's definitely one of my favorites. When like I was just like all about Tom, Tom, Tom. Yeah, I actually for me it's it's one that's gotten a little bit better with time. You know, as Tom has gotten weirder and more like abstract with his lyrics. This is actually about something. Yeah, it's kind of fun to go back to this. Like really, I think this is some of Tom's best lyrics that he he's, he kind of ever wrote. Like it's. Um, he's dealing with something that's really personal. You, you, you can just read the lyrics that kind of speak for themselves and they're obviously specific and it sounds to me like pretty, um, and pretty affecting. I don't know. Like yeah. I, I've always kind of, uh, it's pretty like they have, they, the lyrics definitely have, um, a uh, young vibe to them, you know, kind of thing. But I guess it is kind of personal. It kind of puts, it's about like a certain time. So, yeah. So, Ryan, what do you think about the first? So this is the first, the next one is the first song I think that we've already heard before. If you've been following Blink, you know, and Dude Ranch, you've been following Blink all along. You wouldn't have heard this version of Voyeur, but you would have heard uh, Waggy. Because it, it, yeah. was, it was on uh, They Came to Conquer Uranus. Yeah, I, it's been a while since I've heard that version of the song. Though. It's a little bit different. They don't say, they changed it to jerking off. Uh, like in, in, um, they came to conquer Uranus. It's like, I'll just hide out in my room. And mm. this one is like jerk off. Yeah. Jerk off in my room <laughs> until then. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like I, it's been a while since I've heard that version of it. I'll have to go back and other than it. that. It's, it's pretty similar other mm-hmm. than this one just kind of sounds tightened up and like there was more time to make the instrument sound better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you think of this song? Um, it's great. I think it's one that's, um, I probably would have, uh, that's grown on me uh, over time. I think it's getting better and better. Same. I think this is like damn it. And like Josie. Um, I think this is one of the three songs that, that Mark brought to the table here, maybe with new hope that really like any one of these, I think could have been singles. Mm -hmm. And I think, um, damn it, obviously I think is the best song in the album. It's, it's, it's the best one, but Waggy is up there. I think Waggy's a pretty damn just song ass song. A lot of the things that are true about um damn it 
um, are true for this, which was kind of really good lyrics that are broad. You know, it's about a, it's a breakup song again, like damn it. Um, a little bit less on like growing up and a little bit more on like staying. I, I think there, there's a little of like enjoying the shittiness that I'm feeling right now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, like that, that line too, that it, the way it starts out of like watching your room, as in my rear view mirror, as my house shrink away in my rear view mirror as I drive away. Mm-hmm. That's like, that's such a great way to start a, a song. <laughs> you know, it paints a, paints a great picture that, yeah. you know, a lot of people, this can, is almost like a sequel to wasting time a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I can see this too, like being the kind of songwriting that he would later go into perfect with songs like, uh, online songs mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 Um, I just love like stuff like, I think you need some time alone. I think you need some time alone. Yeah. Uh, in that part that you see Mark as one of the things that he's kind of like, as he's perfecting his just like songwriting craft, he's really doing harmonies and a lot more than he used to. They, they popped up in Cheshire for sure. Um, but there's a lot of harmonies here, way more so than they ever did um, at this point, and especially in the Mark songs. And and this one in particular, there's like harmonies all over the place and, and pretty, pretty cool ones. I think Dude Ranch is Mark's album. Like, I don't know. Like, he just has this album by the balls, <laughs> those bull balls on the yeah. cover. Do you think the best songs are the Mark songs? I think so. And I think I, he I, is I, like... I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that. I think that he wrote... Um, the best, like if you're talking about terms of like singles, then yeah, for sure. But then he was, he was the best, like a songwriter in the, in the band at this point, I think. But I think Tom just was bringing just some such interesting stuff to the table. <laughs> like, um, songs like boring mm-hmm. I, looking back on those now, I really like them and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're just like so w- different than anything, um, I've kind of heard out of a band before. Mm-hmm. No, no, I agree. I just like think like. I guess that my time now currently in my life, like I'm like, I want to hear songs or something like that. Yeah. And but the thing is I do love like the short little bursts of stuff. And that was perfect for my, how I felt then. Like, yeah. you know, I was being like 16, 17 when this was my favorite album. Like, like I just needed to, you know, <laughs> and so I don't know this. It was like the, the, the stuff like Tom, like enthused and stuff was like perfect. Yeah. And then, um, now I'm just like, I love like the song. Well, enthused, but... enthused is the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, what, yeah, like this, this is another one that's all like boring. I mean, one of those like, yeah, but I think this one to me, uh, I feel like I like this one a little bit more. This is, I think one of the Tom's highlights. Oh Yeah. I love it. I love that it's like he's there's barely any lyrics to it and it's just or vocals and it's just like fucking music. And it's almost like the song um I don't know, like it's might have been an accident. Maybe they're just jamming these parts and putting them together to make it work. But in my <laughs> for some reason I feel like almost like the music itself is like the lyrics of like being in like uh like acting enthused or something like that and just bouncing off the walls. No, I think that's part of it. I think that's yeah. definitely a, a lot of these the these songs that Tom is Tom is writing that are like really energetic ones. Part of the appeal is that they match the the lyrics, but they're about just like zany off the walls yeah. energy. And it's crazy, like looking at like I was just looking at the lyrics for like Waggy, and it's just this huge page of lyrics. Yeah, and then on like boring and enthused, it's like three lines. Like <laughs> yeah, so and the the lyrics are kind of like 
they're goofy and uh, and and very much like in the vein of like I'm a loser, like lazy, laid back. Maybe you're just on crack. Why am I the one who gets fucked up and confused? Go. That's one of my favorite things ever. Is go. Yeah. Um. Another like riff that very much would be at home in like a metal thing. And again, I think something that might be part of just Scott's relentless drumming. I think that's that's also part of why these Tom songs work so well for me is that they're paired with this just like, yeah, relentless drumming from Scott that it is a little bit different. You know, Travis is obviously like the better drummer, but they're, Scott's good. And um, he does bring a certain thing to the table that was gone when yeah. he left. Mm-hmm. That's more than just he was played fast punk like yeah, yeah like yeah. he had an energy to him that really helped complement just consistent Tom's energy and just kind of yeah i think so you think you're right just it, like, it, consistent in the, though in the way that like a uh like a black metal drummer would be just like a consistent black beat you know like it wasn't like a lazy consistent i don't mm-mm. think um or even if it was it it worked it worked for no the like like i was just thinking of like some of the stuff in here of how like it is like pretty good like especially on this song like there's like so many different little changes going on and stuff and it's Sounds like I mean I'm not a drummer, but it sounds like a hard song to play. Like, yeah, it just it seems like it would be the, yeah a lot to keep track of. Yeah, yeah it's uh, and Scott we we haven't mentioned Scott recorded these parts with his heel broken. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, he or he was on crutches anyway. Um, yeah, because he was like I think he fell and then like a drinking thing, like he fell off like a roof or something. Oh wow, yeah, it's pretty intense. Like I I this was my favorite song for a long time. Like this and Untitled, it's like the my favorite blink double feature. It's one of my favorites, like one into the other, um, of yeah. like all blinkdom <laughs> and, uh, all of blinkdom <laughs> enthused really. And just enthused and, 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 and it doesn't sound, but it doesn't sound like it's really doing it for you as much anymore. No, I mean, no, I like listening to it this week. I was, it was bringing me right back. Uh, it's just for some reason, I don't go to these songs first. Like I used to like, yeah, like these used to be like, Skip, 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 enthused, untitled. Like it was like, <laughs> like a thing. Like now, I it's I don't know. I I almost go to like the um from like Apple Shampoo on now and I listen mm, to this album. Interesting. Well, so but, so when you say it went really well into untitled, no, I always thought it did. Like it was always like a thing where like it's this crazy fast song. There's not much going. Like I mean, there's a lot going on, but not much lyrically. Um, just for some reason, I'll swear I act. I'll act enthused is like great to me i don't know right. like it just um uh i just love the end of that and then it kind of ends and then dun, 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 dun. like it sounds like like I, this is one of the things i have written down here that i wanted to bring up earlier that i always thought like like you know a pathetic voyeur damn it like and a lot more probably all these songs they yeah. almost sound like you know they were recorded with all the same stuff could have been in the same session. Like they didn't even yeah. stop recording. It's just like they kept yeah. going. Like they didn't change anything. Yeah. Um, which I think is awesome in this album is it sounds like, you Consistent. know, just like, yeah, it, it sounds sound- like a, like an early Beatles, like, please, please me sound. Yeah. Where it's like, all right, boys go. Yeah. <laughs> just do the whole thing. And, uh, I know that's not how they did it, but it just has this like vibe about it. That does. Yeah. Cause it's totally, you know, you get into 
um, Enema after this, and it's like there's different things going on in yeah. all those songs. Yeah. Um, but for some reason, like Enthused Untitled was so cool of like it slowing down for a second. And right. like you're right, like Tom was had these different little parts because the Mark songs kind of have like this, like it knows what it is throughout yeah. the whole time. And then his will have this little start and it'll speed up again. Right. You know? It's almost like like prog punk or something. <laughs> and that's like what Untitled did. And why do you think the song's called Untitled? I always wanted to. Uh, I uh, think I think it was. So why don't, we'll get into Untitled. I don't like the song very much. Oh, you this don't. Is, this is like the first one on the album that actually really the only one I I and, kind of that I kind of actively I kind of actively don't like this song. Uh, even like back in the day, it, back in the day it was never one that I was big into, and it, it's just only gotten worse over time. Really. Uh, so I'll say, I don't think um, the 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 lyrics being a, a breakup song, um, and it's like kind of a serious breakup song that sounds like it's specific i always assumed it was and that's why i assumed it was untitled mm, okay it was just the move of like i'm not gonna say who this is about or something <laughs> like that which is part of the general sentiment that this song has to me it just has like a little like uh when i hear when i read these lyrics when i hear them in the song i just come to be like oh come on you know like that's just how i feel like maybe i'm just like i i just think it's a little melodramatic and he, the narrator sounds like he was kind of the asshole anyway mm-hmm. um so on that level, I, I kind of just like, I don't know, like it, it just didn't really like, I'm so sick of chasing you. Like she probably didn't want you chasing her anyway. Like, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. <laughs> and, and, I, and, and the music to me wasn't anything that it, it felt to me like a less energetic dick lips. Mm. And, and the last thing I'll say is musically, I think this might've worked if it were done during enema, mm. but I think those, when it gets soft, it's kind of, it has this vibe that I just don't think Scott is really suited to drum for. And I, I feel like in the beginning, when the song is first starting, you know, and it's kind of quiet and hasn't really picked up, I think Scott sounds like he's stumbling through this song. Like, mm. I just don't think it's very good. Whereas if you cut to um, the Mark John Travis show with Travis on it, it makes a world of difference, I think. And <laughs> he's like, he's kind of doing this um, hip hop ish, like, and a beat that you'd be very familiar with at the end of the state. I'm so sick of chasing you, but what do I get? Cause I just seem to lose. You make me chasing you, but what do I get? Cause I just seem to lose. You make me regret those times I spend with you and playing those games as I wait for. This is a song that maybe lyrics could have been polished or changed a little bit. And then if it had just been like shelved for Enema, I think maybe it would have worked for me. But for me, it's it's the one that seems like the out of place hmm. one. I don't know. I know I'm on the like. I know this is generally like a fan love song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I know that this is probably like a lot of people probably turned me off and they're writing angry letters right now. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> like it's it's it goes with it's. It's almost like uh, it goes with enthused, like the song of just kind of like, um, I don't know. I, it's hard for me to put together what it's about anymore. Cause I guess, I, I, but at the time when I was listening to these, like, it's like 
speaking to you. you yeah, know? I think like yeah. yeah, it's like it had to be there type of. Well, uh, well, song. we we were talking about the appeal of uh, some of these songs is that it's they're pretty easy to relate to relate to, and this one, even though you might not relate to a hundred percent of it, or even you know, maybe you do, but even if you don't, there's a lot of things here that still are universal. Mm-hmm. You know, like just just things like you know waiting for a phone call and be like, hey, you didn't call, you know, <laughs> like that's a, you know, anyone can people used to, to call each other. <laughs> you know, see back in the day, you had a phone. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it rang. And it, it was, rang. It didn't vibrate. Uh, no, I don't know. I, this is. Um, I love this. I always loved like the end with Mark and the. Oh. Yeah. Um, it does have kind yeah, of a. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it has something that that Tom songs in this album have, where that kind of keeps moving and changing. Yeah, and it, it kind of just keeps picking up into the end, and um, I don't know, like the Scott, like something about him stumbling in the beginning is perfect. Like it's him like (laughs) kind of getting through this thing until it finally becomes like into his shit. Like, like he is almost like just fucking, we're just like your, your beat, you know, beat down, you know, (laughs) it works. It's, it's awesome. Like, I don't know. It's uh, like, you're right. Like it's not one I go to much anymore, but the time was fucking great, and um, I think that I just think the Mark Tom Travis show is that's the, if you're gonna hear the song, that's the one you got to get yeah, for me. Yeah, I could say that. I mean, we used to, me and my brother would play this like when um, we had a, like a, you know a drum set in his room, and I put up the guitar, and we had a little microphone set up with through oh, to an nice. amp, and we'd play this. This isn't this is an easy song to play. Blink it's probably song. a fun song. Yeah, and it's and it sounds okay with two people playing it, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> and uh, there's not a lot of complex, you know fucking things going on in the song right. so it was just like fun as fuck to play so well speaking of a song that's uh not those things as far as simple uh <laughs> apple shampoo is next yeah uh, this is one that i i feel like this would be at home and like a if you're a dude and you're a musical this is the one that would fit the most like i've always <laughs> thought of this song as like a musical song oh and, yeah, yeah yeah and the way that it um it it you know, this is, it's a Mark song, but it kind of operates as these Tom songs we were talking about that just kind of have these things that keep changing. Um, it has refrains they'll go back to, but it's not really structured like a typical song. Yeah, it's a little different. This is one that I grew, um, became, it was like a late Blink favorite of mine. You know, like one that I kind of like appreciated it's, later. It's one of the ones where I think that this style of songwriting um, shows its tendency to be like just, a little meandering with the songwriting, but I think every moment of the song is great. Like there's no one thing of this song that I dislike and it. The overall effect I think is good, but it's, um, it doesn't quite hit me as hard as like some of the other Mark songs. Like, damn it. Well, that's what's interesting about this song doesn't really have a chorus. Does it like, no, that's what's interesting about no, it. Yeah. Too. Yeah. So it's just kind of like these all like, it's almost like, how do you write this song? Like, it's just like, yeah, it's almost like just a bunch of words, like things that he just kind of like had and just like made it fit into this, yeah. this thing. That and if did. untitled is the Tom hyper, hyper specific breakup song, Apple shampoo. Although like, again, all these Mark songs so far have been breakup songs. <laughs> this is, this seems like Mark's hyper specific breakup song. You know, you have the, the, the line that's like, and although she saw the Mark, the arrow missed, which I've always assumed was like he was talking about himself. himself yeah, yeah. Like I just imagine him writing that. And they, like, this is what he got the <laughs> uh, the she said, you know, and she said we like, can never survive with them. Yeah, yeah. Was this the first she said? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, we're gonna have to fact check that. But, <laughs> um, let's go with that. I think that 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 sounds right. I don't know if it is the first one. Um, and yeah, and some good good. good 
lyrics on on Mark's part and some good like songwriting turns of phrases, you know, where I'll have like one line kind of lead into the next section of a song. Oh, yeah. Um Yeah, it's an, it's it's something else. Like it's like uh it's a crazy song. Like it's so weird. It's something too that as a breakup song, I think where untitled lyrics to me seemed like a little uh Cheese. Cheese, maybe is the right word, but this one doesn't. This, to me, still rings. Like, this seems more mature, I guess. I think so. It has that one line. I think I eventually, like, was, like, realized what he was saying with, you know, um, you know, cheat to myself to live with the walk-on part of a background shot in a movie I'm not in. Yeah, like like Like, how the fuck did he, like, get that to fit there? And, like, I don't know. There's just so much. Are you jealous? <laughs> <laughs> He's able to fit so many words. <laughs> um... It also, it also, too, in a way, sounds like he's kind of talking about breaking up with maybe the band. Like the the line, you know, both getting tired of punk rock clubs, both playing a punk rock band, start with something yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some good things, most, Dan. Yeah, it kind of is. Maybe it's like a premonition. Yeah. It's a premonition song. I think it's, I think it's something that he revisited again in Adam's song. You know, just like he doesn't... There's a part of touring that's like grueling and stuff, and these are kind of songs. Maybe, maybe even even though he didn't ultimately like, yeah, I'm I'm not gonna leave Blink, but of course you'd have those feelings, right? Mm-hmm. It'd be natural to have those feelings, and yeah, yeah, maybe kind of is. And but the sweet smell of the apple shampoo that he says would be a, that that girl, you know, that old girlfriend. Yeah, but it's really the smell of that 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 shitty tour van. Oh yeah, <laughs> mm, that's deep. <laughs> yeah yeah uh, this is this is a great there's a song that's now like on you know my blink playlist rotation that's uh that i probably go to almost probably more than any others on dude ranch really well this, one, this one, one of them you know one of like the like the safe house to pick like the yeah the three songs off dude ranch <laughs> that's cool that's a that's a good yeah that's like just because like i mean I, I, I think I kind of write, uh, when I try to write songs, it's like shit like this I wish I could do. And the thing is, this doesn't even have a lot of rhymes going on it, a little bit, but it's just like, there's so many words trying to fit into like little spaces and yeah, it's just interesting and weird and it's crazy it doesn't have a chorus and that's probably why back in the day, like I didn't really appreciate it because I'm like, where the hell's the hook? Where's the chorus of this yeah. song? Yeah. And, uh, and now I'm like, oh yeah, it's the shit. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Um, well, anything else you want to say about one of your top three songs on to off the ranch? Um, I don't know. I just have, it's one of my late blink favorites. So many great lines. Uh, well, speaking of great blink, uh, lines, emo, emo, this is the Jimmy song. And, uh, I think has some pretty good lyrics, pretty good songwriting, like all around. I feel like they knock it out of the park with this one. Yeah. I think this is a good song, mm-hmm. a really interesting song. Um, it's kind of like pathetic. It's another one where it's just like back and forth them writing a song, you know, the kind of thing they would ultimately perfect and feeling this is all started here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, do you think this sounds like a song off uh, static prevails? Not really. No, not at all. But no, I, they can't be anything but themselves. Yeah. Like in the same way that, um, Tom was like, I'm going to write a Fugazi album. And then he had like, there is on it. Yeah. You know, this is very much like, I don't know. He, he, he has a good way of showing his influences. If you know where they are and know where to look for him. But he, he's very much like himself, which is a good thing. Well, I think. This is where I, the knowing that, that like, if they went in, if they went into this, 
you know, let's make an emo song unless it was more like, this sounds like an emo song. It's one yeah. or the other. Um, I was like, you know, where is that influence in this song? And I think like toward the end of the song with the, she's better off sleeping on the floor. Yeah. And then Tom, because she fell right off. Yeah. That is, uh, like that's straight up like boxcar voice, Tom, like yeah. right there. And like, and also I think that, sounds like it could be on something email it wouldn't be tom DeLong singing that part but it would be like this kind of scream sort of like like kind of thing like uh like it's just like the sad you know kind of thing and she's the wrong one and just fucking we're on the floor and i don't know like that's the email you, part and you have that, like the kodo at the end you know she or is that what you're kind of referencing to like like how it does that like you're talking about like the the like the ramp up Ding, ding. like I, I think that ramp up yeah. is an, is also an emo thing yeah that, i think i think too like the the strumming riff you know where it's just like holding the chord out you know and like the octave thing you know just that kind of style it's very much like blink does emo <laughs> rather than just emo yeah it's not really but i think there's those few elements that kind of make it um if you're gonna try to like make what's emo about this song uh like just repeated lyrics like that and just sort of like type of thing. The is, subject matter too. Like it, it can be, it's kind of like a nice guy, you know, like TM song. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a little like silly and like over dramatic and stuff. But, um, I feel like it's fine for like the way the song sounds, you know? Yeah. But the, it, yeah, it, it, um, I, it's funny like reading about it and like, uh, it's the kind of thing where if you know it's there, I think you can hear it like mm-hmm. with Fugazi and boxcar racer, <laughs> but, or pink Floyd and angels and airwaves, you know, <laughs> but it's not something that I think would immediately be apparent. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. It's pretty funny. I, I remember not really knowing what emo was and listening to this. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, should we talk about Josie? Uh, yeah, we probably should. Uh, this is another like, this is the closest thing besides damn it. Right. Like this was a single, this mm-hmm. did well, um, didn't do as well as damn it, but it, it did all right. Had uh, a great music video for it. Just like damn it. Yeah. The Mark was a little bit ahead of its t- ahead of his time with this. Cause it's, uh, well, yeah, it's I mean, the I think manic it, pixie dream girl song. <laughs> is it, is, is the girl in here a manic pixie dream girl? She's a dream girl. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> I think you might misunderstand the mixy mini. Isn't the idea that the manic pixie dream girl is like the, the whole thing is like, you just want someone who's completely fake and takes you away from, oh, maybe I don't think is. fake maybe it's the right word. Well, but it, the, the, the thing is it would never be someone who exists in real life. And that's what the song's about. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm saying it. It's a girl that will bring me like, will laugh at my jokes and, and yeah. bring me Mexican food and yeah. everything will be all right. Even though I'm an asshole. That's yeah. what a, a manic pixie dream girl is. But, but is there an implication in Josie that he's an asshole? Uh, I show up at 3am, uh, you know, and you're still up, you know, watching vacation. Like, uh, what else is there? There's, um, you know, she, she takes my collect calls from the road. Uh, my lack of fucking dick, my small wiener, basically. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, he's not bringing my dumb jokes. Uh, you know, when I feel like giving up and the world's falling down. Yeah. It, that's literally what garden state's about. Like it's, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and Tom, and yeah, that's that Tom. I mean, not Tom. Mark was writing about the perfect, yeah, the perfect girl. I guess what, what Josie I, is. what I always did like though is the the woman in Josie seemed like. On the flip side of that, like she, it seemed like part of the appeal is that she was like a strong, put together human who part of one of the lines is like, she doesn't need me, basically. And that's like part of the appeal. And for me, when I think of like my ideal person to be with, part of it's definitely that they probably don't want, not that they don't want to be with me, but just that like they don't need me. Like okay, they don't, yeah. they're not like someone who's like looking for someone to be like, they're totally fine with or without me. They're okay. You know, mm-hmm. like that's a very appealing thing that. I, 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 I see what you're saying, but there, there, there's aspects of this too, that I think are also just like, it's, it's not that are positive to have in a, a person you're looking for to, to be with, you know? Yeah. 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 I think you're right. Like it's, um, let me find something real quick. Yeah. Well, you also, uh, if you're listening to this in 2017, you might, you probably know this song better from the take off your pants and podcast cover. Oh uh, yeah, that was on the tribute album. I'm sure that's where most people have probably heard the song. Um, but yeah, you might be might be a little surprised to know Blink One Eight Two actually recorded their own version of this on Dude Ranch. Let me see. So I have like a, this is the Wikipedia says of Josie. What, Josie was a name named after the dog of uh, Elise Rogers, vocalist for Dancehall Crashers (DHC). That's what DHC yeah, is. DHC. UL being unwritten law. Yeah. And the girl in the song is fictional. It is about a common feeling that everyone can understand, which is being stoked on a girl. This <laughs> told Billboard in 1998. Yeah. The, this is the line. Yeah. My girlfriend likes UL and DHC is a reference to the bands that are in Lawn, Dog Out Clashers. And uh, yeah, Sombrero Mexican food is actually a place in San Diego. Have you ever eaten at Sombreros? Um, I have not eaten at the Sombrero. Um, there's a place in Phoenix called some burrows and that's <laughs> close. So no, <laughs> no. <laughs> how, how was some burrows? It's great. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's not some burrows. It's some burrows. Yeah. But yeah, I used to always just say it was the, that was the, that was the place. Yeah. Like that they're saying some burrows. So they're just saying some burrows, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, did you like if I found your uh, CD pamphlet? Was the E like crossed out? Yeah, (laughs) it was U R O U R R O, like some burrows. Yeah, yeah. Uh, man, I I would I would go for a burrow right now. Oh man, me too. Uh, podcast break. (laughs) You want to break to uh, drive to San Diego? Yeah, there's no fucking burritos in this town. Yeah, this, there's a lot of good food in Portland, but the Mexican food is... I mean, there, it's to be found, but it's you gotta look for it. Mm. It's, a, it's a whole thing. Yeah. It's not everywhere like it is in the Southwest. No. Eat Mexican food when you're in the Southwest. Yeah. Yeah. Don't gotta... It doesn't matter where you go, really. Yeah, that's where you gotta go if you're in the Southwest. <laughs> um... Well, should we get into the next song? I mean, yeah, Josie's great. Uh, it's old, it's amazing. I mean, it's yeah, never... it's a great song. The only thing I, I think that damn it edges out over with it is it has a uh, riff. It's a little more iconic. You know, Josie doesn't really have like a cool riff to attach to. It, it. has like the like um, the bass thing. Yeah, and like just the whole you know everything's gonna be fine is like a. I feel like that's iconic. It might as well be a riff. Yeah, that's kind of the thing. Everything, like that's that's the riff of the song, you know. Yeah, for sure. So, um, well, the next song is "A New Hope," which is a Star Wars song, uh, and there is a Star Wars song on Static Prevails, the Jimmy World album. So this is I I 
yes, that's probably why they did it. You think so? <laughs> uh, I think that um, I I don't know if Mark wrote this song in response to that, but I think part of why it was ultimately included is like, yeah, why the hell not? Like if we're kind of as a nod to the Jimmy album that we're got the producer for, let's put another Star Wars song. <laughs> let's just add to the collection of Star Wars punk songs. Yeah. So this was around the time of the special editions, right? Like they were kind of first starting to come out or be announced. I think 97 was when they came out. Yeah. So they, I, I wonder if that's kind of Maybe why. Maybe they just got back from seeing it and we're like, let's yeah. just, yeah. Um, who was it? Packy on the, down the bunny hole had a funny little thing about this song about, it's another dream girl song. Yeah. It's like Josie. It's funny. They're right after it yeah. together. It was like, about like a fictional Princess girl Leia, that you'll never have. Where are you tonight? It, or it's about jacking off to Princess Leia in your bed when you're like, yeah. you know, and the young boy. Yeah. That, what's the chorus? Like every having night the, I go to sleep with you and I wake up alone. Yeah. It's like what, what, like staring up at that slave Leia poster on your roof and mm-hmm. and then falling asleep and not just, there. My favorite's like uh Leia just with the gun. It's my favorite Leia. You don't have the like not her like on her side with the Yeah it's cool but I just I just like I like the pizzazz Carrie Fisher stuff, you know? Yeah, okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um it's a great song. I think Blink needs more songs like this. More songs about Star Wars. More songs about Star Wars. Is that what you mean by like this? Do you mean Star Wars songs? What? Like when you say Blink needs more songs like this, do you mean more Star Wars songs? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe not necessarily a Star Wars song. Maybe they, they do need another one. Maybe they need another Star Wars song. Force Awakens. Yeah. Um, but uh, just like, um, I don't know. Just like this is like... I can't really think of any other songs like this is like the Quinn Tarantino uh, conversation of Blink songs in a way. <laughs> How so? You know, like Quentin and like Kevin Smith all had like, you know, you know, conversations about things and movies and pop- right. that's what made them famous is that there were movies talking about other movies. Right. Where th- those were the two directors that did that. Yeah. And writers. Yeah. There wasn't that wasn't really something that happened like what you can talk about you can talk about movies in a movie yeah <laughs> <laughs> and so uh i don't know like for some reason so you want songs talking about movies or just like songs about like a particular thing i don't know i guess there probably are but yeah. i don't know this is like so literal but even though it, but it has like this tinge of of deep meaning to it you know kind yeah. of thing yeah oh this is just this is what makes Mark so great is that this is one of the most relatable songs <laughs> that Blink-22 has ever made. <laughs> ever. <laughs> what, what makes Mark so great is he's just like me. <laughs> no, this is, I mean, yeah, this is, we're recording this on a Star Wars card game mat. Yes. Um, we're pretty, pretty into Star Wars here in this household. If um, uh, David, if you haven't heard, David, if you're listening to this, listen to this song. It's called New Hope. Oh, yeah. Maybe you'll like it. Yeah. It'll, probably, it'll probably be your favorite Blink-182 song. Princess Leia, <laughs> where are you tonight? It is probably one of the best Blink songs on this album, too. It like, is. I think it's one of the best songs in the album. The chorus that, is that, so great. The intro riff is so cool, that just like descending thing, you know, where it's like, dun 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 yeah it's kind of long too yeah um the the uh verse has like a cool riff that tom is doing that kind of echoes mark's melody in a really uh neat way slides going on yeah 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 Yeah, it's great and r.i.p carrie fisher for this whole thing oh yeah for sure that's a 
Yeah. Yeah. This is, I was in a, yeah. It's like I was in the, the coffee shop across the street and they had like the Vanity Fair with her on the front and I was just like staring at it. I should probably buy that, but yeah. I, I didn't buy it. No. <laughs> it would be too sad to have on the coffee table. Yeah, that would be a sad coffee table book. But uh, like every time you just sat down. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. But it's uh, a <laughs> it's it's I, I wonder if she heard this song. I bet she did. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, it's, I, she seemed like she was pretty like she's with invested it to, in her if, fan. I'm, I guarantee someone at some point was like, "You know, Blink One Eighty Two wrote a song about Who's you." Blink One Eighty Two. She would know who they were. I bet the guys who did all the small things. And <laughs> Maybe I, I hope so. Um, yeah, but whatever. She did. If anyone out there, <laughs> did you say know, she's dead? No, I said <laughs> she did. Oh, she did. She's dead. <laughs> Next song. <laughs> uh, um, I have a, I have the key change in the bridge is one of my favorite things. Oh, um, nice. Bass solo. Uh, I said the drumming on this song might be some of the best on the album, too. Ooh, yeah, just how fast it is. And just has, like, some interesting stuff going on, you know? Yeah. It's cool. Damn good. Um, well, the next one is Degenerate, which is not a sweet song. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this, is a, this is a song that's been kicking around for a while now. Blink had it on, I think this is on the original version of Buddha. Is it? Um, yeah, there were a lot of songs that were cut off of um, Buddha when it was done in that like 1998 one. They cut out Family Reunion and um, Transvestite was I think was mm. one of the songs. Uh-huh. And then I think this is one of the basically they cut out like offensive joke songs <laughs> for the release. Um, and so this is pretty much like a joke song. Yeah, I, I would mean, say so. I mean, it's kind of like. Um... I don't know. Like this, uh, this song was one I loved. Like I was like all about it back in the day. If if Apple Shampoo is Mark doing like a little musical theater piece, this is like <laughs> Tom doing that. I think it definitely paints a like you could sit down and close your eyes and listen to this, and it kind of like paints a a story. I think it's the the chorus of this too is like um, <laughs> straight up like the chorus of just this is, rhyming things, and it's uh, the chorus of this kind of. Like it's kind of endearing and kind of terrible. I kind of love it. I don't know. Don't like hash. Don't like rap. Don't like, hash, don't like rap. Kicked old Sally because she's fat. I'm a jerk. I'm a punk. Took a shower because I stunk. Smoked a bong. Killed a cat. Hung. Had my nuts attacked by rats. Dad got nude. I wore a thong for a hobby. I make bombs. <laughs> it's so gnarly. It's like, yeah. It's like. It's weird. It's it's. I think it's like hard for me to get into as much as other ones because it seems very like angry. Yeah, <laughs> in a way, like lyrically, anyway, not 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 how it sounds. But I I think it's just like it just a character. This is oh for if, sure. If Josie's about a make believe girlfriend, this is, this is like this Tom's is like shitty alternate persona. This, or whatever. this is like his like Roger Klotz like <laughs> 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 or something. I don't know. Like yeah. Like this song about a bully or something yeah, like that. Yeah, he's the bad guy at school. Yeah. He's like the guy smoking a cigarette in the <laughs> the base, the dugout. Kicking cats and shit. Yeah. Like, uh, but for some reason, like for a hobby, I make bombs, like capture my imagination. Like, I don't know, like just like the uh, ending, uh, ending a chorus with that was just so strange. For a hobby, I make bombs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. That is like such a strange way to. It has like end. that. The, one of the weirdest guitar solos ever is like. <laughs> it like doesn't go anywhere. It's like so weird. 
And then it ends. It's just like, yeah, I don't know. There's something weird about this song. Um, I guess it is a joke song. We should have, when we did like joke songs episode or something, did we do that? I think no, we, we haven't. I thought we did. Maybe we didn't. I don't think this, so. It should have been on there if it is. I don't think we did that episode. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> that was my fever dream. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, for, I don't know what the hell that ending for Hobby I Make Bombs. Um, is just so strange. Yeah. So it's because it's like ending on it. And it doesn't, like, it, doesn't it, it kind it, of end too with like, it, or it almost like doesn't finish its thought for some, like the finish the course. It doesn't. And I don't want it to yeah, <laughs> like, no. like, and you don't want it to like, it's just like, it doesn't really like finish the thought too as, as much as it's like, doesn't have it. It's just like opening his mouth and just like, <laughs> <laughs> like, it, I, yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting song for sure. It's another one that's just like really weirdly structured. It doesn't really have any kind of set deep meaning to it or anything. Unless I'm like, if Packy's listening, maybe he can come up with some sort of deep, uh, yeah. Existential thought about no, this. This is the, this is uh, a song that Tom wrote as a joke about a character. But what we all know based on the, his conduct at this time is, this was him taking a look in the mirror, and he <laughs> yeah. was. Remember the, when that that, that, that uh, pursuit of tone uh, documentary? He's talking about. Yeah, like, he was talking about like, oh yeah, I used to go in these pranks where I just we're like, on the roof of that house over there and fucking you know. Yeah, the pranks he was talking about. Throwing shit at cars. He's like, yeah, I'd like take a bat with nails in it and chase down kids. Like, <laughs> I don't think that was one of them. It was like equivalent to like, oh Jesus, like you're yeah, kind of an this asshole. This is it. Like yeah, this is it. Yeah, you know. Uh, well, Mark's not dead. having any part of that with Lemmings. If, if we should go, if <laughs> yeah. we're to be believed, yeah, there you go. There's the the you know, Dude Ranch the musical. Uh, so he's he's like, no, Tom, <laughs> uh, I'm not going to be one of these Lemmings. Um, what do you think the song's about? Since you're you're, this is one of the crux songs for you in your musical. Um, I don't know. Like it's like uh, like it was one that I probably like. I don't. I don't remember the last time I looked at the lyrics for this song till recently. Like, mm. kind of getting ready for this show. I should say too. This is also the other one of the other ones that was released before Dude Ranch. This oh, was really? re- released on. Uh, so they did. They came to Conquer Uranus, and then they did a split. A part of a split with Swindle, and um, Lemmings was their track. Was it the same? Kind of like, has it changed at all? I I don't think anything is different. I mean, I think it was re-recorded, but I don't think there's any anything like notable that was different with this one. Um. Yeah, I think it's like just, uh, um, like this is, it's just a strange song, kind of like a lot of stuff going on. Um, I really like the, um, I like the chorus. Like, I love, like, you know, just all like the, the harmonies going on in that or like the multiple, like, layered vocals kind of yeah. thing. Um, I guess it's just like a thing about, um, like, in a way, like, I listening to it now reminded me of Parking Lot a little bit. Hmm. Um, it also has references to skating. Uh, there's a line in here. Let me find it real quick. Um, laughing at the bands we hate, all the spots we used to skate. Um, they're still there, but we've gone our own ways. I know it's uh, for the best, but sometimes I wonder, will I ever make friends like you again? And it's like almost like um, leaving the scene, growing up, kind of thing. Yeah, it's almost like uh, the time of you know having the perspective of wanting to get out of this this shitty city I'm in, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. When parking lots about like remembering how that was awesome type mm, of thing. That's interesting. Uh, where this is like the perspective of the young guy. That's like, I need to get out of this fucking yeah. town when really, um, and, or I'm not going to like follow my, you know, 
uh, the other friends that are just like you know falling off the cliff, going to getting like yeah. real jobs and shit. Yeah. Um, I think this song might have been written. I like what you're saying, and that's that's. Uh, I think that's a really cool way of looking at the song. But I think this is about Mark uh, responding to the the kind of circumstances of the band around this time with going to the major label and, and kind of, this is, I think him saying like his response to all the people saying like, you sold out, man, you know, like, um, when you get to that, like towards the end when he's, he's like, well, first off, just even the chorus, like, is it too much for things to work out with this time? I only asked for what is mine. Like, you know, like what's the big deal? Like I'm just, doing well is that so bad and then the whole thing of like you're gonna drown in the mess you make yourself inflicted hate turn your your back on the friends you lose when they don't follow all your rules like yeah you know, this i idea think you're that, right yeah that's a good like, way to put it that like oh like you're making this like bullshit thing you know and like guess what like you're gonna start losing friends when people don't like meet your ex- expectations of what you think cool is you know mm-hmm. and just a dumb way of looking at things and just yeah, like totally. let me just is it too much to ask it's just like let me do well and like be happy for me that I'm doing well, you know, or don't care, but don't be angry at me. Yeah. 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 I think you're right. Yeah. I think I love that. And you know, especially the idea of, um, only ask for what is mine. I wanted everything and got it now and I'm going to throw it away. I'll throw it away. Yeah. Like almost like, well, let me just throw it away. Like, yeah, yeah I'll throw it away. Yeah. Or like I'm going to get, just throw all this shit down the, the tube. Yeah. Almost like the, yeah, let me just throw away all this hard work so I can stay cool and underground <laughs> and not and still driving around yeah, a shitty van. Because like, like when stuff like Eminem was almost was like you know catching on, you know, kind of thing. Like, oh, you got something to do here, you know? Yeah. So or still torn and everything. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. They're a band that paid their dues, damn it. And I think that this is like, damn it, you know, they didn't just like no write intended. all the small things and become famous. You know, that was all the small things was a long time in mm-hmm. to them working their asses off, you know, touring crazy. If you know anything about the band, they had a, they've always had a good work ethic. Mm-hmm. And even to today, you know, they're, we were talking about how much they're touring right now. Um, so yeah, I think there's a little bit of just like, I put in my, my dues, damn it. Let me enjoy things. Yeah. There's a thing, there's a reference in here. Elbow drop Sundays when Mark Eaton got beat to shit. Yeah. Um, so I was Googling like, who's Mark Eaton? Um, didn't he direct some stuff? Yes. At first I thought, all right, I looked it up and at first it was Mark Eaton, professional basketball player from the Utah jazz from uh, 82 to 93. But wouldn't that be great? It's not him. Yeah. I was like, damn it. For some him. reason, when I read that, I was like, elbow drop Sundays when Mark Eaton beat the shit. I'm like, I wonder if Is Mark, this the Eaton- Mark Eaton who directed the adventure promo for uh, angels and airwaves. You are correct. He is. Um, wow. But it was, uh, I was thinking for some reason, maybe Mark Eaton was like a, like a professional wrestler or something. And like, <laughs> like they were talking about like WWF yeah, talking or about something. WWF. But it, well, that sounds like a, a wrestler name, doesn't it? Yeah. Mark Eaton. Mark Eaton. <laughs> but yeah, it says Mark Eaton is an old friend of the band from high school. Oops. And is now a director and cinematographer who worked with Tom Post Blink on Angels and Airways and um, on the Start the Machine. Which is something Tom has kind of been known to do is go back and work with his friends like David Kennedy and stuff like that. Um, people who, who, you know, were in different scenes and stuff. And I think that's cool that, that Tom is like <laughs> just kind of like hung. It looks like he directed First Date. Kept his friends close. Oh, really? That's a hell of a video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. Well, that guy knows what he's doing then. And those adventure things he did, I thought, uh, the adventure one anyway, I thought that was pretty cool. Music video? Uh, not the music video. Oh, the little shorts. The little shorts. Those yeah. were good. Yeah. 
Yeah, the music, the music video, video was, wasn't uh, good. Yeah. No, but the short was kind of cool. I that, that got you pumped. Like the scientists and stuff, and like going through like spit, motorcycles, motorcycle, and, and like a future city or some shit. Yeah, that was it was all cool. grainy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, interesting little tidbit, I guess, about who Mark Eaton is. Must have uh, got beat the shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, uh, all I need to know about Mark Eaton, you gotta be just shit. Yeah, I guess you're right. Like the song kind of does have, um, like present time kind of thing laughing at the bands we hate all the spots we used to skate like it sounds like a song that he may have writ written like oh, i guess you said it's on one of the older uh well releases. i mean this was the the release it was on was the one they did after the kingdom conquer arena so it was like months before they recorded this i think you're right i think this does have a um it does have an element of just of uh from the perspective of being in the band. Like, I feel like he would have written this as they were touring or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think you're right. That's cool. Well, so after that is I'm Sorry. That's another Tom song. Um, another breakup song. can't really think of a time where i was like yeah i'm sorry you know i think it's one that's just like been but maybe it would have been the only song i'm like just like eh, whatever i like the lyrics in the beginning but it's kind of like a cheer you up song you know like this is like it seems like tom is talking as himself to the audience and being like hey we've all had breakups you're gonna be fine <laughs> you know like, yeah because you're right and i kind of like that aspect of it of like i like the idea of like a cheer you up song um, I've definitely like listened to this song after a breakup before and like mm-hmm. I, Dude Ranch is my go-to if I have a breakup and then I put on Dude Ranch <laughs> and this is like one of the songs where I'm like yeah it's gonna be fun like when he's like and I know it hurts but you're just getting older and I know you'll win you'll do it once again this does have like a this 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 could be musical this album that <laughs> just yesterday it almost seemed like such a dream we're unstoppable <laughs> indestructible nothing happens to our machine and yeah. there's no harm it is why is this a thing? Blink Way to the musical should happen, and this and a lot of the songs on here could work really well. Second guy could don't bide your time because <laughs> it is almost over. Yeah, um, yeah. I guess I like this song. Um, I just was never really one that was like, like I don't know. I would never think of as a favorite Blink song. I suppose. Yeah, it's it's I think where um, it's I think Tom doing a song like Mark is, but not. I like the end that. I like that riff a lot. It's a good. It's good on its placement at the end. I think it's mm-hmm. a good last song to have. There's not really like, a chorus to it except for that. You know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What's happening <laughs> to you? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's another one with Tom. Yeah, where it's it's not really that structured but it, i don't know it feels i always thought to me like it felt like a little less manic than some of his other ones on this bit, album yeah 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 um yeah and it fades out with like the the like the dog you know tone or whatever <laughs> it's and just then the, on, it's just on the cd out. it had like the it was like mark peeing into like a toilet and having the dog like lick it up or something it's not on spotify i've noticed Did it? oh yeah yeah I, can't, I think you're right it was like seven minutes of like the like e. <laughs> And if you stuck around, it would just be like, you just hear a, a sound of like someone peeing in the toilet or like pee, you know, obviously sound someone peeing in the toilet and Mark just being like, oh, there's something about like, oh, I should have had his damn beers. And there's like a minute and then, 
yeah, Mark is like, come here, Skippy, come here. You know, it's like a dog laughing. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. I don't remember. That's so crazy. It's been so long since I put the CD on. And yeah, some would it. say not in not in perfect taste. I'll have to. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I understand. The vinyl, I, I have the vinyl. I'm the it is, um, that would be interesting if it is on the vinyl. Because that's a lot of real estate you're devoting for that joke <laughs> on the vinyl. Because it is like seven yeah, minutes. That was, a, that was a thing with CDs. There was just like the seven minute... Dookie had that. Even. I think it's just like using the rest of the CD to fill yeah. out the. It's an. I always. I was never a fan of it because you want to hear the thing and you can never go straight to it, which was the whole point of CDs. For <laughs> this seek through. Yeah, the yeah you'd have to do that, but then you maybe you'd accidentally overshoot it, and then you got like rewind, and it's the whole thing. Yeah, but I don't know. Like it was just to use the whole thing. It's um. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, just to use the whole CD, and so that way, like, there wouldn't be that section of not burned on cd yeah well we got to check the we got yeah, i, I don't think i've ever gotten it. that far on the the dude ranch final to see if it is on there yeah uh well yeah is there anything else you want to say about i'm sorry no not necessarily i, I like it and i mean it's this one that's um i don't know it's just not in my top favorites kind of thing of blink songs yeah yeah i, th- I think it's probably the lack of a hook that that doesn't it because it doesn't change as much as uh, some of the other manic songs that tom has like enthusiasm I, mean, I like the, yeah i like the build-up though like the you know that yeah like it's there's yeah. some cool stuff going yeah, on it's a good sure. ending song so yeah i think it's cool so that's dude ranch yeah we went through that's, every the, song. that's the whole shebang dude uh ranch. we've gone pretty long here so we should probably end soon okay but um well, that, that's yum what do you what so I think that something we talked about before this is the, the amount of breakup songs. And I think just in talking about it, that was something I found myself saying a lot, you know, and that's, um, I think especially the Mark songs, they're pretty much all breakup songs. Yeah. Um, I, like I was saying before we've gotten all the songs of like how this rings out and to, um, you know, if you were to lo- load up, uh, you know, Enema to start right after this. Yeah. It's almost like, you know, they're the underdogs, the losers, we suck, forever alone, you know, type of songs on this album. And then almost that ring out happens into boom. It's almost like we're on top of the world now, yeah. maybe. Yeah. And, we're, and now I'm on top and I'm going to make, I'm going to train this girl. And now I got like, that's what Dumpweed's about. And then it's we're immediately following up with Don't Leave Me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're right back in the bottom. We were right there. back to where we were. <laughs> <laughs> come on baby let's go like it has a <laughs> right into don't leave me and then aliens exist <laughs> yeah <laughs> like it almost has that thing like if you listen to them fi- side by side you know on spotify yeah. it's like this thing I, that I, happens i it's like weird like where it's almost like the exact opposite it has that hook yeah and it's just like fuck yeah well my take my take on dude ranch is that you know it being a breakup song uh, or a breakup album in a way. I think that if, the title's perfect because it just you know hanging out with dudes. dudes. <laughs> yeah. I, I think from Mark's perspective, this could be like him breaking up with like the scene, like mm. the San Diego scene that they're from, and like just moving on to to bigger and conquer the world. Yeah, just like this is my goodbye. I don't know if he ended a relationship or not. Then I don't know like when his love life exactly <laughs> corresponded to this but i feel like 
that's a thing that they were probably dealing with. Mark is a songwriter who's been known, certainly in recent time, to obviously address issues with the band. So I wouldn't put it past him to have done that previously. Yeah. So, and then from Tom's perspective, I think he's furthering, you know, this just, he's trying to find his place as a songwriter. And I think, um, in the way that he would turn to bands like U2 with the Angels Narrows or bands like Fugazi for inspiration um, at times of, of doubt in his life. I think at this point he did that and he turned to Jimmy and he was like, and I think that that really comes through in the energy and the riffage that he's doing. Mm -hmm. And then that combines with Scott at this point who might be a little angry at the band and maybe just, more than ever wanting to influence him, you know, have himself be a presence. This is going to be fucking punk. Yeah, this, this is going to be, I'm not going to try playing softer this, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't, 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 you know. Try writing some pussy shit to this. Yeah, exactly. And um, <laughs> so I think that all comes, to, comes together into this interesting thing that I think is fun to go back to and uh, has an interesting place more more interesting than just this is the rough one before Enema, mm -hmm. before the poppy one. I think there's a lot more to it than that. Oh, totally. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, especially like Mark cracking the code with damn it. Yeah. Like he'd figured it out. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> it's, it's awesome to hear that, you know? I don't know. Yeah. It's, uh, it's an interesting album. And it was at one point, I would have, yeah, I would have put it in number one. Like it was, it, it was the shit. And it's like crept down on my blink list, but yeah. I would say it's still top five, top three, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Top five. Yeah. I feel like it'd be pretty bad if it wasn't top five. How <laughs> <laughs> many are there? There's like seven. <laughs> I think it's eight. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, it's like, I would put like, un, like Enema and Untitled like before it now for sure. But yeah. But that'd probably be it for me. But there I was a time where I was probably it'd like... Number, it'd probably be number three. Yeah, it'd yeah there, be, there was probably a time where I was like denying, you know, Enema. Because I was like, that's the fucking bullshit. It's, it's, it's so good. It's it, so it, good. No, it though. is. It is. It is. But there, there was like probably that like high school era yeah. like bullshit where I'm like, fuck yeah, All the small things is pop garbage. Yeah. And now, now I'm like, oh, this is that's like a, the most perfect thing of yeah, all time. It's a perfect song. So, <laughs> but I'm just saying like there was probably that time where I was like, this is the album for me. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Um, it definitely speaks to a certain frame of mind and mm -hmm. a certain, it is that I think <laughs> when you have kids, you got to put this, you got to give this to them as a present at the perfect time. Yeah. And, uh, when they're like 12, <laughs> maybe a little even older maybe than 11. That. I think 13. Like, I mean, I think 13. This is like a perfect 13 year old album. Uh, I don't know. And it's 20 years old now. Yeah. And it's almost old enough to drink. It's pretty fucking crazy. Yeah. I can't wait to take it out for, for a beer. <laughs> um, yeah. What else can we say about Dude Ranch? Is that about it? Um, yeah, I think that's about it. Um, well, I mean, I know we already did the episode, but if you want to tell us about Dude Ranch, um, yeah. email us. and Yeah. Next episode, we should probably read like some. some yeah. Why not? What do you think? You know, we've we've yeah, said. Why not celebrate? Yeah. Dude Ranch. It could be two. I mean, maybe not the whole episode next time, but. You know why not? You can. It's twenty years is a big deal. Yeah, we can spend some time reading some some responses if you guys want to write in. Yeah, email one eighty two podcast at gmail. Um, you know, Instagrams and Facebooks and Twitters are all one eighty two podcast. So do it to 182 it. One eighty two podcast. Um, also, uh, I might as well shout out the old Patreon page. Yeah, um, that's 
people that's cool i know what's going on people are still there and (laughs) (laughs) that's crazy thank you so much to everyone who's doing that we really do appreciate it and we we just today um i don't maybe we probably shouldn't get into specifics but we have some stuff we're working on for that (laughs) yeah there's a couple like uh if you're looking for another bonus episode this month and as well as um you know for the the higher tier people we have some cool prizes prizes. But uh, yeah, so check that out, 182podcast at Gmail, and um, it would help support the show. Get us some new microphone cables that we need. Yeah. Oh, actually, I got I got one of those already. Oh, you already did? Yeah. So, yeah, oh. we're good. Cool. Thanks, Patreons. <laughs> <laughs> I dipped into the slush fund. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. I didn't realize. Um, well, you know... Now that I'm back from the dude ranch, one of the, like, it's fun being at the dude ranch, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But one of the things is, like, you're on the horse and you're wearing those tight jeans and it's kind of, I just want to get back and, re- like, relax, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, what should we do? Um, oh, tell him, Steve, Dave. I mean, put your pants back on. <laughs>